In the summer of 1973, a few miles outside of Austin, Texas, five youths were attacked in a grisly and gruesome fashion by an unidentified madman. The shocking murders were committed with a variety of tools, including hammers, meat hooks, and most disturbingly, a chainsaw. There's an image in my mind that'll never go away. Of the five young victims, only one survived. Sally Hardesty, who after telling her story to the police, never again spoke of the horrors she saw that day. After hearing Hardesty's account, officials released this composite picture of the killer. Everybody was terrified. He is said to have worn a mask made of human skin. However, his true identity remains a mystery. For the next hour, we'll take you on a journey into one of Texas's most famous unsolved. Well, I'm about ready to sound off on this film. I'm about ready to <laughs> go to town on this film. But yeah. Before we do that, welcome back to the Dreadcast. This is episode yep. four. We made it yeah. four weeks. Four. four weeks. I'm very surprised That's we made it this long and not just a, one of those ventures where let's try something. Yeah, we're excited for two weeks and oh, I can't be bothered. Can't yeah, be bothered. we've kept it going. I think what's kept me going in my brain with this this podcast is that Horror, the horror genre is endless in a way. This, we could it really just, is. We, we could put everything related to horror, films, video games, books, put it into a hat, just pick something out, and it could just keep going and going. Oh, and yeah. Going. I mean, so, horror um, films have been going since what? I mean, the earliest film I can think of is Nosfer, uh, no, yeah, Nosferatu, and that was back in like the 1930s. 22, so, I believe. Or 22. So, I mean, we've there's a, at least a hundred years worth of horror stuff that we yeah. could pick from. Um, so yeah, I'm fairly certain right. we could keep this podcast going for quite a few years. That is if we don't kill ourselves from this, yeah. this review. This, this review. Film, I, I, it's, it's, I don't think it's going to be a review. I mean, we'll go through no. everything. It's more going to be a, a why. I mean... Why? Yeah, I, I went into watching this film with at least an open mind because beforehand before we went into this we did agree that we would at least give it a shot yes um, yes we did unfortunately in the back of my mind i knew it was going to be crap and i was not disappointed because it was yeah. crap um oh <sighs> yep that's 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 the sound of this episode uh, yeah throughout uh, most of watching my head. this uh. throughout most of watching this i'm fairly certain my missus was get to point which went if he goes oh one more time <laughs> i'm gonna tell him to, stop, to be quiet and obviously uh, the film we are talking about in question is the new texas chainsaw massacre uh yep, on Netflix. texas chainsaw massacre the 2022 film, the film that got passed around because of so many failed test screenings that only netflix would take it oh really i didn't know that oh it had some miserable test screenings Oh um, no! It, it, See that it, it went through production hell. It originally it has changed directors as well. Oh, did it? Yeah. Who finally it was final, Garcia? Yeah, David Garcia yeah. that finally did it. Final director gave. Have you looked at him on IMDb? Have you seen his? No, plethora, I'm gonna... Have a look at his plethora of direction. Okay. Uh, directing, yeah, directional films, and just David look at the, the vast list. Let's see. He's have a look. Oh, 
Yeah. <laughs> so he's only he's only done two films. Well, one film was this. Yeah. Oh no, he's a young he's a young and they should not have given him the keys to uh to this film. Now, we'll we'll get into this film. We're going to get into the meat and potatoes of this film soon. But what I do want to say just before I go on to a, another tangent is that this film is directed by I can never pronounce his name. David uh, Blue Gossier. No. Oh sorry, no, it's sorry. It's produced Oh, here. now this is the uh, important thing. It is. I'm gonna. It's written by Fed Feder. I can never pronounce his name. Feder Alvarez. Alvarez directed mm. the Evil Dead remake reboot. Oh, which in my opinion is is up there. It's it's not a, it's obviously not a true remake. It's his no. own take, but it it does a good job in my opinion. It does a good job of a new Evil Dead film. It hasn't got the slapstick of Ash and comedy stylings. Yeah, it was much. It, works. it was very straight horror, wasn't it? Very straight horror, very mm. evil. But yeah. this film is now also produced by Kim Henkel, who co-wrote the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre with Toby Hooper. Ooh. I expect. I expected better. I expected something so went wrong much then. Better. Oh, so, something went wrong. Yeah, I just wanted to mention that before I go on a little tangent. Okay. So I figured we should begin this with which i'm sure we'll do when we talk about the halloween franchise we'll talk about the timeline because these hot these these films have such a convoluted messed up timeline unlike friday the 13th and nightmare on street in my opinion that just go they just go yeah they don't they they don't alter jason goes to hell i believe is the only one the alters that the was the odd one, wasn't it? Or yeah. the one where um, he comes back as the the funny slug thing. That that, is, no, yeah, that, that, that's Goodell. it. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. And you we, could possibly uh, say maybe Hellraiser as well. I haven't actually Scream seen as well. Scream was one, yeah, that carries mm-hmm. on. But these two, I believe, are the ones that just don't give a Messed fuck. Messed up their timelines. Yeah, they. so many directors and writers were like, I'm going to do this. This is the true sequel. And then, although I say, I think Halloween does it the best in terms of timelines because at least they did it in a certain way you like you watch the first film mm. and then you can either watch one i don't know four and five or you can watch one and two you can watch mm-hmm. one three six you can watch the h2o ones separately um texas yeah. i mean i i gotta admit i've only seen three texas chainsaw massacre films um can i guess the which ones they are the original ahead, the you, remake yep. and the, this one yep. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I so I don't know much about. I'd like to see more of the films. I haven't got around to watching them yet. Um, but I would. Uh, I hate. Uh, I hate this. Well, film. let me. I, let me. Let me. Go on. What were we gonna say? Go I on. would. The I would say what's interesting about the first Texas, uh, the original nineteen seventy four film, mm. is you can actually just watch it as a standalone, and the story is kind of concluded. Um, oh, completely. Because after Sally escapes. You could sit there and be like, okay, Sally's escaped. She's traumatized. She's run away. She's never going back. And you could just be like, I'm just assuming that Leatherface is living a nice, quiet life on his farm and is just not doing anything. Yeah. Whereas, you know, they decided not to do that with this film. No, no. But yeah. I'll get into that in a moment. It's the similar thing to uh, Friday the 13th or so Aliens. If, if a studio has oh, yeah, the Alien franchise... If a studio, more so aliens, if the studio has the franchise, they have to do something with it. Otherwise, they'll lose yes. it. They, they, yeah, they yeah, have exactly. to keep capitalizing on it. So 
I've got the quick little rundown of the Texas Chainsaw timeline, which I mm. drew up and put on the Twitter. Uh, Twitter at Tom Grindhouse. You can find it there. Um, Ooh, little plug. And, oh, you got to keep plugging it. So exactly. We start with the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 1974, directed by Toby Hooper. I'm not going to go directors of all of them because I have no idea. Uh, even mm. though I could look it up. There is the next film, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Now, to me, that says it's a sequel to Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. It's got a 2 on it. It's the one that follows. It features the same Sawyer family and with the Hitchhiker's twin brother played by Bill Mosley. It it really links. It's got Drayton, um, who is uh, Leatherface's older brother. He's the one that ran the... um, the, the gas the, the gas station in the original oh one. yes yes yeah so he's in it. it it continues okay it continues plus uh i i do have to, the interesting thing that i learned is yeah. the second one came out 12 years mm-hmm. after the first one which in terms of franchise entries 12 years is is insanely long it's considering fair. most studios like okay the first one's out get the next one out in a year or two if yeah. you can it's kind of the the same trend that we get nowadays with uh, sequels yeah. to films from like the nineties or early two thousands. So we had that. In my opinion, is the true sequel. Mm. If you want to watch a sequel, you watch that, and then you 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 cap it off there. One and two, fine. Yeah, great campy performances. It's a bit schlocky. It's a bit silly, but it works. We then have the release of Texas Chainsaw Massacre three, but it's titled Leatherface. Um, yes. this can be, it's arguably, uh, people have different opinions on where this sits, but for the most part, this sits as a new sequel after the first film. Oh, okay. It's Leatherface and his family terrorizing whatnot with Ken Foray from Dawn of the Dead and Keenan oh. Kale, as before mentioned, as a hunter. Yeah, that's where I'm going to leave it. We have the fourth installment, Texas Chainsaw, Next, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Next Generation. This, to me, is one of my favorite ones because of how bad it is. Yeah. This is the Rene Zellweger, Matthew McConaughey scene chewing up film. Yeah. Um, it's it's awful, but it's so good. It's about a Illuminati conspiracy. But again, it has okay. Leatherface with his crazy family terrorizing a group of youths. It, the formula keeps going, you know? And this can be yeah. put as well as a quote-unquote true sequel to the original. Yeah. We then have, and this isn't in order, we then have Texas Chainsaw 3D in 2013. Following the 3D trend, this mm. was the next, quote-unquote, true sequel to oh. the original. We're up to four now, okay? We're up to four people. Yeah. And this was basically, that the film starts off with, you're at the store at the house, and the police are there. They, they're outside of a standoff. They want to come out, but it doesn't happen. Shoot, shoot, a big shoot-up happens. I'm not very good with words here. A big shootout happens, but Leatherface escapes. Okay. We we go to the future. Uh, a young girl is told she has some inheritance from some old family members. She goes down to Texas, finds out it's Leatherface. All hell breaks loose. It's awful. There's a scene where Leatherface throws the chainsaw at the camera, and then you see him running behind the bush. It's awful. I mean, yeah, it sounds pretty... <laughs> pretty bad <laughs> i've watched it once that's the best description i could do of the film okay i'm never gonna watch it again so we're up to four quote-unquote true sequels to the film and now we have the fifth which is the one we're going to talk about so this yes, is five right. retcons 
of oh, everything. God. Whereas we thought Halloween was bad. This is this is a mess. Yeah. I think this we is could... single handedly one the worst our worst uh, sequel film. Uh, it yeah. was it was going to go to Halloween Kills, but I think this one's beaten it. The best continuation in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre story uh, universe film, whatever you want to call it, is the remake and then the prequel to the remake yeah. because it just stops there. You had the remake in 2003, which is arguably one of the best horror remakes that was good. that's been released. Then you have the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning, which came out three years later, which is an origin story of Leatherface. Hmm. I'll get started on origin stories in a minute. Finally, we have a film called Leatherface that came out in 2017 yep. that is meant to be kind of in its own universe, but also acts as a prequel to the original 1974. So we have another oh, okay. origin story, another take, you might say, oh, of no. how Leatherface became. We don't need that, right? We don't need origin stories. Like This no. is proven right by this film and to some degree the Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning. We, the, the beginning did things right. Act 1 and Act 3 were rubbish. Act 2 is good. Go watch it. It's, it's okay. It's tolerable. But it's like with superhero movies, right? Origin stories are so done to death that we oh, yeah. all know how Spider-Man becomes Spider-Man. We all know how Batman becomes Batman. We don't need it. No, we, we don't need to know how Leatherface became Leatherface. Like you, you mentioned in our last episode, the first time you see Leatherface, you're yeah. like, what? It just appears. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's all we need. We don't need to know what he was doing in the kitchen. How long has he been in the house? Where did he go to school? What, what's his favorite ice cream? Like, you don't. We don't need it. You don't care. We, you, yeah, exactly. It's once you see, you know, it's like once you see Leatherface appear for the first time, you're like, okay, there's the villain. Yeah. Jason appears for the first time, you're like, there's the villain. All of these guys, as soon as they appear, you're like, that's the villain. I know all I need to know. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't need, it's like you said, you don't need all the, the exposition about, yeah, what he was doing the day before they turned up. All you need to know is this guy is clearly not, clearly not stable. And he's going to kill some people. That's it. Pretty much. That's all I need much. to know. And that, that's, that is the, the simplest rundown I can do of the timeline. I, I would love to get into this in the future, but it's going to take a lot more work and notes to write oh, down yeah. about how, we, how I properly dive into this timeline. That's about it. There's about five new true sequels that retcon one another for the original. We have the remake and its prequel. Fine. Put that aside. Yep. Perfectly fine to watch on your own. And the weird prequel to the original film. That's it. Now, the thing with origin stories, like I mentioned that... Uh, sorry, I'm just getting my notes back up. Though I mentioned that we don't need origin stories. We don't need origin stories, right? No. But what we, do, what, we, what we do need is if you're going to do this new true sequel that's set 50 years after, we yeah. need lots more lore and context to fill that mm. gap if the story's trying to fit around 50-year time gap, rather than he was just at an orphanage at about late 20 years old. Because Leatherface in the original film is... It's never really mentioned. It's it's obviously never mentioned. It's never really mentioned. It's never mentioned. It's never really mentioned anywhere. But he is about mid-20s. Yeah, there's no way he's younger than 20. He's very clearly in his mid to late 20s. Um, now, at the end of the first film, he's obviously chasing Sally. Uh, the hitchhiker dies, but Leatherface yep. survives. 
Drayton, his older brother, survives. Grandpa's zombie survives somehow. Yeah, somehow. Whatever I don't know is. how he was alive, but <laughs> Grandpa's zombie is still alive. Why? Why would they? Would Would Leatherface just after he's done dancing? Would he just not go back to the house? And then they just carry on doing what they're doing. I mean, it's kind of alluded to in Texas Chainsaw Two that they've moved on. They're they're doing their own thing because Drayton was the smart one of the family. He the the gas yeah. station owner. He's the smart one. He probably knows that if Sally's escaped, they're in trouble. They've got to oh, move yeah. on. So they do. They move on. They they have their underground bunker in Texas Chainsaw Two and whatnot. So it makes sense. Why the hell? Would a late twenty-year-old, mid-twenties, late twenty-year-old Leatherface just suddenly go to an orphanage? Yeah, because uh, I, I can't remember the lady's. What's the, the Ginny. lady's name? Guinea. Guinea says that he's been there for yeah a long-ass time. I don't know how long exactly. She says, "Well, obviously in the IMDb, it's he's been hiding for fifty years." So um, technically, he's coming up to eighty years old, nearly. Yeah, he is. He's very old. And the thing is, I was on, I'm on the Wikipedia page for um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm. And when they originally started writing it, the original, the Toehill brothers, they stated that the the original plot for this, which I think they kept, was Leatherface was going to be 60 years old and would take yep. place 47 years after the first film. So, so if you take 13. that into account, he would have been 13 at that time, which is would is impossible. There's no That's way he was a 13 year old kid. Puberty hit him hard. Yeah, puberty <laughs> hit him hard and rough. Real hard. And he grew into like a 20-year-old man-child who is insanely built like a tank at 13, which is impossible. And yeah. even then, it's now 50 years later, even if they were to keep his age there, you would still be like, there's no way that he was 13. It would be impossible. No. And the thing that really contradicts this is that they... they marketed this as the new sequel right to the yeah. original film and they even established that in the first five minutes about what happened to sally they they called it the texas chainsaw massacre right so it did happen mm -hmm. it did happen 50 oh, yeah. years ago so they're, they're not just making their own universe this is a new sequel to the original film yeah it when we get to the orphanage which we'll just establish in a minute when we go through the film um this is where leverface has been for all this time being looked after by town. by this woman who could potentially be younger than him or around the same yeah. age that we are shown a photo of the kids at the orphanage right and we see Leatherface mm. at the back it's it's smashed so you can't oh, see his yeah, face that's right the date on this photo says 1975 so two years after oh whoops why would he go to this orphanage in a two-year gap after what happened of the first one why, well, if, why, why? If, the, <laughs> if the orphanage photo is 1975 that would be a l l less than a year. Mm, mm, and the other thing mm. is the the photo Sorry, of the right, kid, yeah. the photo of the orphanage, he mm. would have to have been a child. And if you I mean, if this is a true sequel, in, in 1974, I mean he's a six foot I don't know how tall kind of handsome was. He was six I mean he's tall than you, six foot four, yeah, wasn't he? I think he was about six so four. So he yeah. was a he was a man and the photo that they have in the orphanage, you can tell it's just a it's a large child well not a large child a large well yeah a large child he, a grown ass man <laughs> it was a grown he would stick out way too much yeah, yeah. so yeah and the, so i think is... if that's the case they've already kind of screwed themselves because they went all oh, right this is a true sequel he was a man in the first film but in 1975 he then de-aged to be a child just so we could fit in this orphanage thing this is what i mean about how 
we don't need the origin story, but we need this the context. If you're going to yeah. try and f- 50 years is a big gap that we oh, don't yeah. really get in many of these horror films. You've got to fill this with a set in stone story rather than he was just looked after. Like why? If you're making this a true sequel, why? Yeah. That that actually uh, I don't know if it, where's my, let me grab my notes. I don't know if this is going to come into critiquing or not. But the thing that did bug me was the fact that Leatherface in this seems to be a bit of a softy. That's at the first times, thing I had was yeah. at times he's a bit of a so- at times he's also very stupid. But I think that's just because when they filmed it, they had filmed a scene and then they were kind of like, oh, shoot, we've made a mistake here, but it's too late to go back now. We can't. If we try to change this, the film is not going to make sense. Yeah, because of the yeah. way certain things are set up, and I mean, him a bit of a softy. It's the f- no. Tell you what, I'm going to keep that till later because otherwise that's <laughs> going to give away certain stuff. So I will we, keep that. We've already done so many whys, and it's been about twenty minutes. Yeah, so most, far. Why, most why? of our most of our notes is either why, how, or what on earth were they thinking mm. when they did this film? But that, it's yeah. that's what really bothers me. If if they wanted it to be a standalone film, we just we want to make a Texas Chainsaw Massacre film, and we, we want yeah. to say it happened fifty years earlier, but later because the original was forty nine years, no, uh, forty. It was a while ago 48, now. Forty eight years ago, seventy four. I probably seventy four. Yeah, so we'll round it to fifty years. If you want to say that, fine. You want to do your own thing, fine. But if you're committing, which they are, to it being the original. That's just that's lazy in my opinion. Yeah. To to really not have a good story as to why he's there. It's it's and so lazy. It's like you said, one of the writers wrote the original film. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that they got that wrong, kinda's I mean, it depends on how much they were involved in the mm. writing. It could mm. be he wrote the mm. first draft and then went, Here you go, this is the idea, and then the second writer was like, Okay, I'm gonna tweak this potentially way too much. Um yeah. But yeah, if you're if you're doing the true sequel, the absolute true sequel, what I, they I don't think they did was they didn't watch the original. They should have had the original up and gone right. That's what we're we're doing. Mm. So we have to make sure that when we do the true sequel, his age is correct. Everything is correct in terms of what we're following. It's the fact that they went in the first film. He's he's a man. It's he's a man. He's not a child. Mm. He's not thirteen. He's a man. God, and no. he goes, oh, okay, we're going to put in this orphanage bit. He was here as a child. Let's do that. And then at the end of it, I wonder if they watched it back and they went, oh, hang on a sec. He was a man in the first film. Now he's a child in the first film, but he was a man because we're following this. Oh, bugger. Yeah. And I, th- and that's what I think a lot of the reviews that I checked on quickly were sitting there going, it's just very confusing because they don't sit, they haven't connected any of the dots. So if they had just gone, okay, we're making art, we're making a Texas Chainsaw Massacre film, don't watch anything else. Ignore everything else. This is basically something happened 50 years ago with a guy called Leatherface. He went missing. He terrorized a girl. She escaped. And this is just what we're doing now. And if they'd done that, I think, to be fair, I wouldn't have been as pissed as I was when I watched this film. Because I could have gone, okay, it's not a true sequel. It's just another film in this franchise. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's it's not a it's not a deep story, really. When you think about it. the original, there is film. no it's, story in this film. It's it's 
Oh, not this film. The original. Oh, like, the, the, the original. Idea yeah, sorry. Leatherface and the Sawyers and the Killing and the Mask. It, it's not really that complex. Yeah. To continue. I, I when I was thinking about this before we start recording, I really loved the the character. The, I really loved the teens in the first film. Yeah. Because when too. they're going down there. Obviously, a lot of the teens you find in slashes are doing it for some stupid reason. They're like, oh, we're going to a camp. We're going to go smoke weed, have sex, yeah. do all these du- things that teens the usually tropes. do. But the, t- the tropes. But the teens in the first film were like, we're going down to Texas. We're going to go find out about our ancestry. We want to yeah. know where our parents came from. We want to explore you know, what made us who. And I was like, that's actually really nice. I really like these characters. And they get on so well. It's like, you know, we're not going down to have a you know binge filled weekend you're like no these guys are actually like yeah we want to know more about us yeah. and of course at the time it was they you know this was about what less than 30 years after world war Two. Mm. you know the cold war had gone on they'd had the vietnam war going on and these were just teens who were like you know what just for a weekend let's just go and f- relax and i really like that about these the teens in this film i hated them oh. after four minutes I could not stand, stand them. them. I did not no. care about them whatsoever because they annoyed me, especially whatever her name was. What is her blooming name? The main... Uh, what's her name? Here we go. Era. Uh, Melody. 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 Yeah. <laughs> In four minutes, I was like, I already hate you and I have a bad feeling you're going to be the final girl. And I, that's a problem. When you have a final girl that you immediately make people not like, you're sitting there going, you've, the final girl has to be liked mm-hmm. because you're rooting for her to survive. And I sat there after four minutes going, I hope you all die because I cannot stand any of you. Anyone, well, no, no, sorry. Melody, I couldn't stand because immediately after she made that initial joke, I'm like, okay, you've just literally pissed off someone who lives there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, my favorite character of this whole film was actually Richter. I really liked Richter. The mechanic? And I, yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. I thought he was the best character in this film. I didn't yeah. care about any other character whatsoever. Um, I agree. I felt bad for the guinea. Um, but yeah, I didn't care about any. Richter, I really liked. Um, the other thing I did notice, I don't know if I missed this, because I, again, I will be honest, when I was watching this film, the missus was playing Sims 4, and I <laughs> frequently found myself looking at Sims 4 rather than this film. That's was fair. John uh, John Larroquette, the original narrator of the 1974 film, yeah. is apparently in this film, and yet I can't remember him appearing at all. Apparently he narrated this, and I don't remember him doing any narrating. Do you? Uh... Hang on a minute. Yeah, because he's... Let's say hang on a minute. I'm going to actually quickly load up Netflix, and I'm going to cut yeah. this, and we'll come back, and I'm just going to check. He is. Oh, he is. Okay, I okay, just totally yep, missed nope, it. He is. Just quickly um, uh, gone back to Netflix and checked out the beginning. And so, it, I mean, this is better time than any to get into the film. Yeah, it is. Let's. I think we, this is this is the perfect time now for us to cry our way film. through the film. <laughs>
So yeah. you just mentioned uh, John. It's it's Laraquet. It's Lara, Lara, Lara I'm assuming it's Laraquet. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm assuming it's Laraquet. Or... The, yep. the gentleman who um, voice acted the opening monologue of the original film. Brilliant intro. Oh, oh what an intro! Now, as you just mentioned, yeah, I just checked. He did voice uh, a part at the beginning of this film, and it's when okay. at the gas station. The camera is panning on the TV, uh, an advert for the. Uh, it's like a documentary about "quote unquote" oh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's what it was, Sally and stuff. Yeah, so he's oh, voiced right. that, which is a nice touch. I'll give them that. It's a nice touch. Oh, okay. Same with Scream. You know, um, keeping Ghostface's voice in it. I like Roger that. Jackson. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, I. Okay, I probably just didn't recognize his voice then. But if it, I, mean, I mean, that's nice that he was in it. Okay, fair enough. So Sorry about the hiccups. <laughs> our film opens up at a gas station with yep. our our new group, which actually is quite nice because obviously in the original, it, the the story kicks off at the gas station, so that is quite a nice little touch. I did like that. It kind of does, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. So, like I said, our teens arrive at this gas station in a Tesla. Um, <sighs> Which I yeah. must admit, driving a Tesla in Texas is probably not the car of choice because Texas couldn't, is very rural. Couldn't have been more of a product placement. Yeah, it was very producty placement, and we get introduced to our new characters. Um, immediately, we are revealed that they are. I, I'm guessing they are Instagrammers. I think that's the term. They're Instagrammers. I would say Two influencers. of them are influencers. Generalized social influencers. Yeah. Yes, social media influencers who are have. I guess hired a Tesla in the middle of Texas from somewhere. I don't well, he's know actually, how. Sorry, um, the four, Melody, Melody, Dante, um, Lila, and Ruth. They're the four. Dante is a chef, a TV chef, I believe. Yes, yeah, so is Melody, isn't she? Yes, she helps. I believe they're, they're the two chefs, aren't they? Yeah. So we're introduced to these nice, these teens. So of course, you know, like okay, we've got our potential group of survivors here. You know, obviously, may, they may or may not all survive. We'll have to find out. And what is quite nice is we're told through the, the TV show that the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is still unsolved to this day, yeah. which is great because Leatherface is banished. No one knows where he is, but he's, he's, in, he's out there somewhere. Yeah. Although we've, again, when you're going around this gas station, you can tell that they've, they've jumped on this. Okay, this horrible event happened. Let's sell the merchandise. They have Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. stuff up the wazoo. Let's capitalize which... on this shit. Yeah, let's capitalize on this. Remember when thing. shops capitalize on Ed Gein? Remember that? I, I don't, don't, but I would not. Not that be we were surprised. alive, but still. Yeah, not while we were alive. <laughs> well, I mean, you could say that. Well, I mean, the tech, a lot of slasher films effectively did capitalize on Ed Gein because he was. Oh, I mean, but in face, real life. He was, oh, yeah, not in real life. We, I don't <laughs> think we'd be quite that graphic, that disturbing mm. to do it. Um, well, you never know. It might be. We'll have to see. Yeah. And this is this is basically we we introduce these influencers who are going to buy a town in the middle of Texas. It's pretty much a ghost town. Uh, yeah, they're buying a ghost town in the middle of Texas. Harlow for some Harlow for some odd reason because when we find out a bit later through a, a, a quote by one of the other characters, it's in the middle of nowhere. And we get introduced to one of the other characters, Richter, the mechanic who turns up. And he is, again, he's one of these tropes, isn't he? 
It's oh, like, ah, yeah. oh, the hillbilly's here. He's clearly backwards. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's carrying a gun. He's got a big truck. He clearly has a small dick, which I'm the southern hit who's a tough guy. Oh, oh, fuck with me. Oh, you from the city. And this is immediately where Melody insults the bloke straight up, which uh, is. I'll save it to the critique. It's a bit out of the ordinary. It's odd. Although his comeback, I did sit there going, yeah, well, well played, Richter. Well played. And even and... That, that insult goes towards their trope of, we're city yeah. slickers coming down here. Oh, it's so dirty and gross. Like, He's got a big truck. He's got, <sighs> he's got a small dick. It's like... It's like you, a different world. Don't... No, I, I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to go on a slight tangent. Go for it. If you, had, if you went to the middle of, well, let's go with Texas, which, you know, mm. it's deep South America. They love their guns. Mm. Would you, if it's someone like that turned up, with a gun clearly in his back pocket, would you insult the man? Someone I didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> someone you didn't know in an area where there is no one around. No, do you, probably, do you know what I'd probably do? I'd probably be... <sighs> you alright? Yeah. yeah. How you doing? Good day. Morning. Morning. That's Morning. it. That's, That's it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. But she just insults the man, and you're yeah. like... you. Ugh. Which, of course, the thing is, that's a trope because you're like, oh, is Richter part of the family? Which, of course, to, you know, hardcore fans of the series, you'd yeah. be like, oh, Richter's obviously in on it, isn't he? You think, um, well, we'll get... a lot of the times with that trope, you do, you, it does give you the impression, is he part of the, the evil yeah. of the film? But sometimes it turns out to be, he gives the impression of being the evil, but sometimes he could be the hero. Yeah, exactly. You never know. No, he's, he's the lone wolf. So, we'll get into our massive critiques later. So, we'll, keep, we'll carry on with the storyline. So, basically, the four influencers carry on in their, their Tesla. Uh, we find that they're going down to a town where they're going to... I think they're, they're auctioning it off from a bank. I believe that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. And they get to this town, and they're kind of walking around. And we find that the reason they're doing this is because they want to create a safe haven, I guess, for people who have suffered in their lives and... I don't know why they're doing it in a ghost town, which is seven hours away from everywhere. And this is brought up by Melody's sister, Lila, who she says it's seven hours away by car in the middle of nowhere. I just say as well, this town, oh, they got their money's worth of this set. Oh, yeah. It's this one street. That is the set. That's all you see of this town. This one street. (laughs) You have one street and you can tell that. You could tell it's I a mean, set. All of the action either takes place inside Richter's garage, or the, yeah. op- the Richter's garage, the orphanage, or the street. Yeah. Every other building in this, this set is clearly empty. Yeah. There is nothing inside it. It's, they're just, I don't know, wooden like panels, and that's it. And they're auctioning off these to build this as a safe haven for, uh, I guess, other people. To come down and set up a new life. Although, again, why they would choose a ghost town seven hours in the middle of nowhere is beyond me. You just wouldn't do it. It's a bit daft. And they come across the orphanage. And they meet Ginny. The quite elderly, I would say. She's very elderly. Oh, she's got to be late 70s, 80s. Oh, yeah. She's very... And, and with ill health. Ill, yes. Very ill health. She has a... Uh, she's got a, like an oxygen breather for her. Yeah. Um. And they, you know, they basically say, oh, yeah, sorry, you know, you're not supposed to be here. And they effectively pretty much say you have to leave. Yeah, and I you got to get out. It's, who is it? Da- uh, Dante 
this is the point where I mean, at this point in time, I didn't like Melody because I thought, right, you're a bit of a you're an asshole. You've just insulted yeah. some randomer. Dante then shows he's an asshole because oh, he God. effectively tells this woman to get out of the house. Yeah. And when she says, "Oh, I'm, you know, it's my house. I have the deeds for this. I I can prove it." He goes, "No, you don't. We have them. I'm calling the cops." And he leaves and calls the cops. And you're like, "There's like no reasoning." No. There's, there's this poor old lady ill health there's no reasoning they're just yeah. being absolute arseholes to her it's like get just get out now we're, we're better than yeah. you can you just can you just leave please this is our town now yeah and this is insta town now okay yeah insta like... town <laughs> and yes yeah, she she set they set this poor lady off who starts you know you know she's begging with them it's like you know it's my house please mm. you can't take me away from it she i mean you can tell she has nowhere to go yeah and the cops turn up and goes, all right, yeah, no, you have to leave. And they literally put the locker arms with her and start forcing her out the house. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing she either has a heart attack or she, she vomits. Yeah, I'm not so sure what happens. Not sure that. what the, yeah. Something what, while, has come up. While this is happening, just to say, um, before this actually happened, before they sit down and she, the police come for her, they're, they're looking around the house. This is before Jeannie even turns oh, up. Oh, yeah, they're yeah. They're just the kind of exploring, aren't they? And this is where um, Melody discovers that photo I mentioned earlier yes, yes, of yes, the, the orphanage from 1975 with Leatherface just subtly in the background of the photo. With his face scratched out, of course. And we are kind of introduced to Leatherface while they're having their discussion. He they're having a bit of a heated discussion. Suddenly, he appears at the top of the stairs like in a silhouette, oh, yeah. in a silhouette form. Yep, and she responds to this intrusion. Just go, go back to your room, baby. It's okay. It's okay. Don't worry. Yeah. I'll deal with it. And then we don't see of him again until Ginny has her health issues and the police. I'm guessing she has a heart attack. See something. She has some either a heart attack or yeah, I don't know what it is. Um, and yeah, so they they put her in the car. I believe it's who is it? Well, Dante me... doesn't seem to care. He's like, oh, just get her in the van. Get her out of town. She's gone. Mm. Leatherface uh, picks leather, her yeah. up. Leatherface very, very lovingly, actually. Mm. I mean, this is kind of why I was saying that he's a softy because he picks her up. He ignores everyone else, yeah. which I thought was like, okay, maybe over 50 years, maybe she's had an influence on him. She's managed to calm him or something. And he picks her up. He puts her in the, the police van. Uh, I, It's Ruth, uh, Dante's girlfriend, goes with him. Oh. Um, says, look, we're going to... I Now, i got to admit, they're all supposed to be... I'm guessing they're, they're teens, They've got to be teens, late teens, 18, I, 19. I don't know. I, I believe, I don't know if they're actually labeled, they have an age uh, listed anywhere, especially on well, the Wikipedia. It's, it's only because um, a lot of the, the, ca- the cast in this are, I mean, the girl that played Lila is 18. I'm guessing Sarah Yarkin, she looks probably around the same age. Yeah, they're, um, they're, they're described as young entrepreneurs. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the, the, that's the way to broaden their the age. The only thing I would say is when you're introduced to Ruth, both me and the missus went, she's not a teen. No. And it's no, very... Early she, I mean, 20s, I just looked her up. So she's at, no, she's... Well, she's our age. She's 31. No way. Okay, yeah, so then I, I would I would say they're not teens. I would say they're trying to be mid twenties. Then I don't think they're teens. I, yeah, maybe Lila. Well, well, Lila might be only because of something that ha- she reveals. Yeah, but so they go off. Uh, one, wait, wait, like, hang yeah. on, one sec, one sec. Well, let's let's slow it down a second. Okay. In between this, you have a sub minor, minor, minor plot. Yes. That kind of gets sprinkled in throughout the film, and the first part of this is. 
there's a confederate flag here oh yeah we have to oh. make a point about now i'm going to preface all of this yeah get rid of that fucking confederate flag anywhere in real life yeah, get rid exactly. of those it's, um uh, it's a symbol of you know anything of the south like that from the civil war and racial racial tension anything like that get rid of it it's exactly. we don't need you it know, in this world no but it felt so shoehorned in it felt I, yeah. really shoehorned in so dante notices this um this confederate flag hanging I mean, above yeah, the dante orphanage. is dante is a black character and obviously he notices the flag and goes we have to get rid of that yeah too right uh, which Fine. is fair enough yeah get rid of it but in the context of this film it felt very shoehorned in it didn't it didn't feel right I, i'm gonna so i'm gonna i'll tell you what pause it here and we'll say so throughout this film it suffers from having very much modern issues yeah like you said stuck in it yes uh, Mod- i mean this is shoehorned in yeah there's nothing wrong i mean i was thinking about this there's nothing wrong with if you can if you want to make a film that deals with these issues by all means unfortunately a film such as the texas chainsaw massacre is the wrong film it is the wrong film. and yeah it is so they so this film gets touched upon that we get references to lgbtq uh the issues that they face because obviously i believe uh melody is trying to set up a safe haven for people who have mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. suffered from lgbt abuse uh rick uh dante obviously sees a confederate flag as well that's racism so we have yeah. elements of the racism issues going on mel reveals that she survived a school shooting no lila which is lila. the reason uh, Lila reveals she's re- she survived a school shooting, which is the reason why she's down there. Yeah. And there are so many of these issues that are plugged into this film. You're kind of sitting there thinking, okay, there's way too many. Like I said, it's good to touch upon them and to talk about them. Yeah. But it's uh, if you were to take them out of this film, the film would still run the same way. It would. It uh, wouldn't change anything in the film. And I think the issue is, is that obviously they're trying to set up this safe haven for the people who have suffered this. But I hate to say it, but the deep south of America is not the place to do that. I mean, I've got family in America. I've got family in Texas, and they are super religious. And there are still people down there who are, you know, slightly racist because of the location they are. And dragging all these people down there, you're like, you're actually potentially setting them up to get more abuse, especially in the very religious belt that they have down there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah so there is obviously like we said there are these backstories that are kind of being plugged in which if i think if you were to take them out the film may only be about an hour long yeah this this film so, is only just over an hour long it's about an hour yeah, and 20 it's a, yeah it's a very short film but so the, the confederate flag was the the catalyst symbol of the south it was part, it yeah. was part of the catalyst to going into the orphanage yeah and I mean, because they they, this they, town was abandoned so yeah they went into the orphanage to get rid of this this uh confederate flag and then Ginny appears saying, what are you doing in my house? And then they, yeah. they, they, they were surprised to see her there. That's where the whole deed conversation came in and Ginny having heart issues and being taken away in hospital. I just wanted to put that in there as to why all that happened. Yeah. Um, but the problem I have with this part, this was one of my first major problems. Yeah, the group being dicks, pointing out his gun and his small penis. This this made no sense. So our group, we've established Melody, Dante, Lila, Ruth. Ruth. Ruth we not really Ruth doesn't get much play until this part of the film. I didn't I didn't mind. I didn't mind a uh, Ruth and Lila, I didn't mind too much. I thought, okay, they 
Ruth doesn't really have much of a character, to be fair. That's that's what I mean. She doesn't get much play. Nothing really happens with no. Ruth yeah. until now. Ruth just decides to go with this person. She has never met the, the, the large gentleman that picked this old lady up that she's never met. These police yeah. officers that she she's met once. did meet, they, they, they were stopped by the police on the way to this town. Brief, brief part, not important. But for the most part, she hasn't met any of these people. She's, I will, I'm going to go with them. I'm going to go. I've got to make sure they're okay. You don't know these people. Why? No. Why? Why would you? Why would you go? And the thing is, is even when she, even if they got to the hospital, they'll be like, okay, well, what, what relationship are you going to do? Well, I, I've just met her five minutes ago. It's like, oh, well, okay, we'll just go sit somewhere. I had to live stream it. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> there was so, oh, no, yeah, that's, yeah, later, yeah, that's yeah. later. That's we'll later. That's much later. That's the scene. Um, oh god i gotta keep it in i don't want to just spout out what i hate about this film um so yeah so genie's gone they dante's you know made have a some sort of episode so she's really she's declining in health shall we say yeah um, so they take off in the police van and it's at this time we get introduced to the investors that are coming in to buy this ghost town who again yeah. all look like they are late teens very early 20s i, I think and somehow they have yeah yeah somehow they have enough money to buy a town they got which, that tiktok instagram money son i don't even think tiktokers have that much money <laughs> to buy a town i mean well, maybe a ghost town in the middle of nowhere it's maybe. not to buy a town it's to invest but also yeah. um it's it's to invest uh, i guess as like a shareholder maybe um, yeah, maybe. shareholder and plus also there are people with their businesses that want to migrate their businesses to uh, different shops because you know they're, yeah. they're at one point they're auctioning off different shops different uh, buildings and stuff but still <laughs> I still still I still think how? it was funny how they were like i'm gonna build a bakery here seven hours from anyone <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Good idea. And the thing is like you mentioned they're so far away from other civilization yeah. their economy is basically just going to be going in a circle Oh, yeah. The people that live in this, this are going to live in this town are going to be buying, like, their, their economy is just going to be going in a circle. It's not going to grow. It's actually going to yeah. start to diminish. <laughs> and it's it's just, I think it was just so great how when Melody's, like, talking to her sister, she's like, yeah, new life here. And Lila's like, yeah, no, I don't want to, my friends are seven hours away. Why on yeah. earth do I want to move here? And you're like, you got a point. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so the, 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 the bus of investors turn up and they, again, they're all they're all instagrammers they've all got their phones out they're not like which is funny because uh signal in this area is almost non-existent and they make that clear when Mm. they're trying to get hold of people they go oh there's no service here nothing and yet there's a scene later where they're like oh cool and they all automatically get five bars on their phone oh they can live stream they can chat to the audience no matter what there's no service but you can live stream somehow Oh yeah, but, no, no, you know, don't worry, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry, it's fine. Yeah, it's absolutely fine. Um, so they so they all turn up. The 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 police van. Yeah, that's probably the off next. Off figos. Well, well, before we do that, we do get Richter, who has a quite a touching moment with Mel actually. Um, yes. In the garage, yes. so Mel yeah. finds Richter. Um, she finds that he's you know he's got obviously got. He has a what was it? It's an it's M64? not Melody again. It's it's Lila. Lila. I keep saying Melody. Sorry, yeah. Lila. Finds you know she goes and she has a quite a nice chat. And you actually we actually find out that Richter's actually quite a caring person. You know yes. he's not this backwards hillbilly. And he you know he offers to show her how to shoot a gun because she reveals she survived the school shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So that's quite nice. And then, of course, we get into the car crash scene. Uh, this yep. is where it all goes wrong. Now, the process of this car crash, uh, which it is a car crash, that's quite ironic. Ginny yeah. <laughs> starts to die in the back of the van. She just... Yep. It, it gets worse and worse. Um, I can't remember what sets Leatherface... I mean, he he's not Leatherface at this point, but he is Leatherface. I can't remember what sets him off to start attacking What's, the cop in the back. What sets him off is he's trying... So Leatherface is trying to put the mask on. He's trying to get the oxygen to work. That's it. I'm guessing... Yeah, that's he's, it. I mean, effectively, Ginny is his adoptive mother in this. She's <laughs> kind of become this carer, this mother She's to this what, Two years older than him? Yeah. yeah. Um, Ruth's in the front, texting again with no signal texting the group saying the lady's died um she's died which is actually mm. quite an important plot thing yeah and so you, we see leatherface he is he's trying to get her back to life he's he's turning the the, the handle on the the uh, oxygen the oxygen machine yeah. and he's really struggling and the cop puts his hand on leatherface to stop him yeah and that's when the music stops everything stops and you're like He's stopped Leatherface trying to save his mum, his adopted mum, and, well, for lack of a better word, shit kicks off. Yeah, he, th- this is actually where as well the, in some some sense, the the good, eff- I, I think they were good effects for what, for the film. The effects didn't the, look yeah. too bad. It was overkill at times, in my opinion, and I'm, I'm a fan of gory films, but it has to be in the right setting. I would agree with it that. It just when... didn't fit right some of the gore in this film, but the uh, looks-wise, mm. the effects look good, especially on yeah. this, this, these deaths in this, this uh, car crash. So the first cop gets his hand like, uh, his face, off, doesn't he? Snaps his wrist, stabs oh. the cop in the neck with his bone that's sticking out from his wrist. That was clever. While this is happening, the said cop that's been stabbed accidentally shoots the cop in the front who's driving. Yep. This Through crashes the, the car. We've all had an accident. We then pan to uh, what's her name? Roof in the front, Ruth. waking up, sit, looking in her mirror, seeing Leatherface. Oh, I'm about to go oh, off on this yeah. bit now. I'm about to go <laughs> off on this. Oh, I'm, getting, I'm getting ready. I'm getting... Leatherface is outside. He's making a mask. Behind the, the van. He is carving with, I assume, a broken bit of glass or metal. Yeah. yeah. Or a knife he had. Oh. He is carving Ginny's face off. Oh. To make a mask. Now, now, we're going back to the fact that this is a true sequel, right? Yeah. True sequel. This is what they want. True sequel. Why has he waited until this poor lady has died before making a mask of her face? Whereas before, he has no problems with chasing people, killing people, doing horrendous yeah. things, grave digging, making fur. No, no, he's he's fine. Why would he? Why would he not just kill her? Whenever, and just make a mask. I mean, this man has, is a monster. Well, see, I see that's the thing. So I reckon uh, this is carrying on from the first film. Mm. So in the the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know, they are they are known as the family, the Saw yeah. family. But it, again, it's never really stated if they are actually a family or not. I don't think it's ever canonically said. In, oh, they are. They are. They hit. So the, I the, would. Hit, Drayton and the Hitchhiker, they're, they're all brothers. They are, the grandpa okay. is their grandpa, yeah. So I would... So my reason, the reason he hasn't killed her in all these years is potentially after the events of the first film, uh, like you said, the, the original Gaston owner has gone, you know what, 
she's escaped she knows where we are we have to leave mm. potentially what they did was is they went right leatherface is a gigantic six foot four very simple man he's i mean he is not mm. there in his head yeah there are not mm-hmm. he's very simple yep so potentially they said right we're leaving you stay here and leatherface in that time has found his way to this ghost town mm. and this lady has taken him in and Try and keep it on the down low you know on the down low try and keep like keep away yeah well I mean, apparently in this film, she looked after him when he was a boy. So, you know, there's that. Even though he he was a grown man. He just decided she's now dead. He's been thinking in his head, once she's dead, I'm having that face. Or he's just, he's like rubbing his hands. He's going, oh, that will look good on me. Yeah. That'll look good Um, on my face. And I think that's the, that's the, this is one of the problems that you touched upon earlier in this episode. If you've got to make a true sequel, you need the law. Yeah. and there's no law here. It's just okay. He's just taking her face for some daft reason. I mean, he it, doesn't actually need. I obviously he's Leatherface in the first one, but we don't know where that first mask came from. No, he just has. We it. don't need to. I, no, he could have gone back to town and open. I what I think would have been better is if he went back. He didn't take her face off. He went back to the orphanage. He smashed a hole in the wall, got the chainsaw out, and in there was the original mask. Oh, and he I'm, puts it I'm, on. I have. I have a. Another, oh, we'll get to that bit with the chainsaw. I, I, I think, yeah, I think we know the, the same head. thing. We'll get to that. But I'm, I'm assuming that over the course of the years, she became his mother. And in his mind, it's yeah. like, this is my mum. She's taking care of me. We're family. Mm. So I'm not going to hurt her mm-hmm. until she's dead. And then, like you said, I'm having that face. That's, that's the only way I could see it. But even that is, is very thin. Oh, yeah. Story-wise. I mean, a lot of the stuff in this, this film is very thin if not laughable at best yeah so i mean towards the end yeah so he he's doing the business with Ginny's face we get the shot of holding Ginny's face up putting it on new mask there we go this is our new established look for leatherface i didn't like the look i I felt like this could have been a bit like a victor crowley from hatchet he just looked gross i wanted to know how the face stayed on because he literally just plonks it on his face it like that would fall off yeah the other films he's shown so in it yeah He's, he's, he's making around, the uh, He's got a little latch, doesn't he? Now, with the car crash, Ginny's obviously dead. Police, policeman in the back is obviously dead. Policeman in the front isn't dead, but nope. then becomes dead. Um, <laughs> Ruth, Ruth does her best. God bless her. She does yeah. her best to survive. But alas, uh, she does not. How did and she, she die again? She, I can't remember. Oh, she gets... Uh, he picks up a, um, a piece of glass. And as she's trying to escape the van, very gingerly, very quiet... He's there. He captures her. He guts her. She's dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, Bish, yeah. bash, bosh. We're moving on. Car crash is done. Leatherface begins to progress back to Harlow. Now, for our listeners, bear in mind that when Ruth died, as it's just been stated, she died, She gets, uh, what's the word, bisected by a piece of glass. She mm. dies within two seconds. Bear oh, yes, yes. Bear that in mind, because we'll get to Bear that later. in mind. <laughs> yeah and just as we had our, our break just now um oh i'm recording by the way <laughs> oh right i thought that was just the perfect place to come back to we sh- <laughs> God, it, was, it was so bad um was so bad. i was just thinking as we just had our break that i, I was kind of just getting more angry we, we, 
Fellow fellow viewers and listeners, we just took a five minute break, but I was just getting yeah. more angry the more I was thinking had to about get, it. Had to have a cup of tea. <laughs> I was just getting more angry. Um, so we we've established with the, the first first part of the film, um, idiots turning up to a ghost town to buy it, yep. start a new settlement, which all makes no sense. Um, people that a few people that still live there, one including Leatherface, who is either sixty or eighty. We're not sure. I think there's only actually three people in this town. I was actually yeah. thinking this when I made my cup of tea. The only people who live in this town is Richter, Ginny, yeah. and Leatherface. But I don't think it's clear if Richter actually knows about Leatherface. He definitely knows about Ginny, but maybe yeah. not Leatherface. Yeah, you're completely right. I don't think it's established that he knows that no. oh, there's that guy in the house. Now, we were just talking about the crash as uh, Ginny and Leatherface were off to the hospital. Uh, the car, yep. the van crash with one of our new kids i I don't want to call them kids because they're not kids i mean it's what we always refer to in horror films young adults young adults the the youngins it's the it's hard to place the young lila is definitely potentially a teenager obviously she she's just survived the the school shooting yeah she's the younger sister they're i yeah they're all at some i mean the two melody and dante are over 18 because mm. they are successful chefs. So they no, are no, at least mid-twenties. Mid-twenties, gotta be. But, I mean, this film has been made for the younger, very younger audiences who yes, are late has. teens, early twenties. Yeah. Purely because a lot of the stuff that they have crammed into this film. But, uh, but uh, so we just mentioned about the crash, um, which had oh, yes. Leatherface, Ginny, and Ruth, Ruth died. And our new youngins. Ruth dies. But during this... There's a few moments that we need to mention about during this. In fact, you mentioned Ruth messages Melody yes, she, that she's dying. She does, yes. Now, she messages her while this auction is happening. Yes, that's correct. It's at that same time. And it's also, I believe at the same time, God, I only watched this two days ago. This is actually at the same time where Richter finds out that they don't have the deeds and he takes away their their the entrepreneur's uh, well, bus keys. So they can't yes. leave. That's their way so of keeping unsure. them there. So they are... Oh, my headphones have died. So yes, so there's a few things that happen during this crash. Um, Richter takes away the keys because he's pissed off about what, quote-unquote, they have done to Ginny, even though they haven't really done much. They've caused her stress. He's not happy what they how they've just come into his town and they're like, yeah, this is ours now. This is ours get out and Richter's like no hey, wait no we're not having this so Richter takes the he forces he he gets straight up into them into their face and is like no until you find the deeds you're not doing any business here I'm having these these keys to that your entrepreneur core bus and until you sort this out you're not having it back that comes into a factor later on in the film with our massacre oh we're having technical problems we're having technical problems. I can't hear T. Blue snowball. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yep. Am I back? There we go. Sorry I kid you that, not. Folks. Those those other headphones are super noise quieting. I put these ones, and even I can hear myself. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Well, these are the these are the PlayStation ones. The other ones are my Rocats. They're much better. I need to put those on charge. Oh God, that was scarier but, than the film itself. Yeah, I know. <laughs> technical difficulties. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's like you were just saying, I was trying to read what you were saying because I couldn't hear you, that Richter is, he's very caring in this film. 
and that's why he I is, love them so much. He is. They they and, transition him away from the whole summon yeah. hick. Is he the villain? Is he is he going to be part of the family? They they get that rid of that very quickly. He's oh, yeah. he's not. He's a good guy. And I was I was talking to another friend while watching this. He was not live tweeting. He was live messaging me about it. And I straight up said to him about how get rid of all these entrepreneurs, these influencers, these young kids. Just have Richter as the protagonist. Yeah, that would have worked. Simple. I would much prefer that. It would have been better. So all this happened during the car crash. Yeah. We mentioned, once the car crash happened, Leatherface has got a new mask. He is slowly coming back to Harlow. When I say slowly... He's walking. He's walking, but we don't know how far they've been driving for. It would have taken him a long time. All of this could have happened within (sighs) five minutes. I mean, but actually saying that, even though saying that, five minutes in a car, you can still cover some distance, especially yeah. if you've got an area where there are no speed laws. We are also, one more thing that also happened during the crash. A lot happened during this crash. We had a the auction, did, the message the message going to Melody during the auction, Richter um, taking the keys. We also had Ruth trying to get on the intercom, the, the CB radio to oh, ask yeah. for help. That's Very right. quietly, she's asking for help. But while she's asking for help, the frequency is going back to the original gas station that we saw at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, yeah. And the gas station owner hears this, and he knows what's because I think I think he is he's aware very, of the Leatherface rumor. Yeah, he's in the well, know not, of the original story. He of yeah. what the original events. He does. He is it him that contacts Sally? It is. He calls right. Sally, who at this point in time, so obviously Sally is our returning survivor <sighs> from the first film, even though she was utterly traumatized and probably would never return. I don't know if it's mentioned in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 what happens to her. Um, it's mentioned I in, in t- I believe it's in 2, 3 and 4. It, it changes. Okay. It does change. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head but she is allu- She is mentioned in, She's in mentioned. those films. Oh, okay. So he contacts Sally and says look, just as a hit, look, I'm going to call you in. He's back. Leatherface has returned. Yeah. And he knows this because on the intercom Ruth is telling him Leatherface is cutting off her face. He's yeah. putting her face on. And he knows who that is. So he calls up Sarah, who at this point in time is a Texas Ranger. Sally. Sally has become a Texas Ranger in the 50 years. And she basically... He, she's also become a butcher, which I did think was a bit well, weird. It's like, you know, mm, okay. No, not... Old, I, that not bit butcher. I wasn't too bothered about because her okay. granddad is establishing the first oh, film, yes, working in the abattoir. Yes. Franklin so talks about how they used to they used to how how they used to kill the animals and they'd be down there with the granddad and they used to do it like this. So it's possible that she's I mean originally in the film she they went back to she's probably bought the abattoir in that They time. went back to their old house, the, the granddad's yeah. old house. I didn't mind that. It felt like a nice callback. I yeah, I liked that as well. And I'm clutching and, the straws here with yeah, some of the nice parts of this film. Yeah. I mean yeah, well I've got my my things I'll say. And so she picks up the call. And he, on this phone, he says, he's back. It's Leatherface. And he tells her he's back. And she goes, all right. Literally, the second later, she whips off the apron and it's boots on, cowboy hat on. The shotgun comes out. The badass badges on. And she gets in a car. I'm and mad. it's I'm getting mad. I'm getting, getting angry. She guns it mad. in the... She she guns it in the four by four. It's surprising though because he doesn't actually tell her where he is. Yeah. It's just he's back. She's like, all right, shotguns, guns on, and she takes off. And it's like, and where are you going? 
You have no idea where he is. Is the line said here, or is it said later on, that she's waited 50 years for this? That's later. Later. Which is in a scene that I I sat there biting my fingernails because I was so angry. Um, And also, it doesn't make sense. When you you break it down, Like that makes no sense whatsoever. Because it's... Anyway. So, off she goes. Sally Hardesty is... Which is not played by the same actress. Um, It is played by by Marilyn Burns. Marilyn Burns... Sadly, she passed away. Yeah. Yeah. Quite recently, actually. It was only a few years ago. Yes, it was very recently. Yeah, I, I will say as well when we can we go we talk about final girls. Sally is probably the least, uh, probably at the bottom of the list of final girls that needed to return for any reason. Yeah, Laurie, she... the way they made her return from um, Halloween two thousand eighteen, she wasn't waiting. She hasn't been waiting this long to hunt Michael. No, she's she's trying to get away from him in her best way possible by having her own compound hide him with all these traps she doesn't want to find him she doesn't want to hunt him she wants to run away as forever from him yeah 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 i i agree with that laurie i mean even laurie i think she states it where in 2018 halloween she's had a family she's married someone she's had a kid she's had a grandkid she has this compound but she even states i you know she's not hunting him she knows where he is he's Mm -hmm. in prison but she states, I haven't been hunting him, but she's been preparing just yes, in case. Just in case. If Which he escapes, fine. she's like, I'm ready. Mm. And it's the same with um, Cindy. Sydney. Sorry, Sydney Prescott. <laughs> Damn it. She's moved yeah. on. She's left uh, Woodsboro. Yeah. But at the same time, she's like, but I've got a gun. I'm prepared just in case. Just in case shit hits the fan. Sally has oh, apparently no. in 50 years... Not been able to find a hulking six foot four simple man, and yeah, Sally's apparently had a fifty year agenda. It's yeah, a-, a fifty year agenda. When if I was a survivor of something like that, I wouldn't wait fifty years. I'm like, I know where the house is. You would call up the cops. You'd call up the SWAT and say, "There's a madman in this house. He's just butchered my friends. Let's go down there now." Which you wouldn't is what wait is, fifty years. Which is what happens. Uh, at the beginning of oof, two, three, four, the fourth true sequel that I mentioned earlier, oh. Texas Chainsaw 3D, where the beginning, the, the beginning of the film starts with a shootout, straight like mm. pretty much straight after the first film. The police are there; they're like, we, "We've got to take these guys down." Do that because yeah. you think about the after the first film, Sally back of that truck. Maybe they pulled over. He, the, the truck driver, to kind of calm Sally down. They then went straight yeah. to a police, the nearest police station. She gave. This is established in this film. She gave her um, description of what Leatherface looked like. So we got the drawing yeah. of Leatherface. Then what do they do? They Sally goes into care. They try and hunt this guy down, and we go from there. But no, she's like, he's mine. Um, he's mine. He's mine. I haven't found him yet, but he's mine. 50 years? I know Texas is big, but Christ, 50 years is a long time. <laughs> 50 years is a long time. to 365 days in 50 years each. That's a long time to not be able to find this bloke. Um, and she is clearly hunting him. Oh, yeah. It's the She's, words. I've been waiting for this. If, if you've been waiting for this. up in a later scene. She has a shotgun. She's got a combat knife. She's got a pistol. She's got everything ready to take this man down. The, and the return of Sally. I know everyone was, said it. But it is, it can't not be said, it feels so much like they're trying to capitalize on the return of yeah. Laurie and Halloween. I, all of the, f- 
we'll I think what we'll do is we'll have a chat. We'll do an episode on our on the final girls and maybe the final think, boys. Yeah, that'd be a great. Something be great. What I what I really liked about there are some final girls that you can tell were designed. They were gonna at the end of it. They were gonna be stronger. Mm. They were gonna be tough. You knew that if they came back, they were gonna be a badass. Mm-hmm. What I really liked about Sally was she was she's the most yeah in terms of the 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 the, the hierarchy of final girls she's probably at a zero in terms of badass because there are there are so many more that are better her but in terms of being realistic she's probably at the number uh, one spot i agree because, she's the most natural natural feeling final yeah girl. yeah because if you were to experience that you would not want to hunt the person down you'd be like you know what i've survived this her, this most horrific thing that I could ever experience, mm. you would either move country or move state. You'd be like, I'm out of there. I'm never looking back. Yet Sally apparently was like, nope, I'm going to live in the same place and I still can't find this dude. Even though I... Uh, I mean, they touched on this film and it's like, why didn't she find him? Well, he's wearing a mask. It's hard to find him. It's no, like Not many people it, wear that type of mask. <laughs> it can't it's be like... that hard to find a six foot four man who is simple in Texas. Yeah. You would be able to find him, especially in an area where there's not many people. It's it would not be too tricky. It's never established that he could drive either. So I don't think no. he could get that far. Well, it's implied he walks everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Dr- Drayton, his older brother, obviously drove the gas station owner. Yeah. But <laughs> splitting it, whatever, whatever. We're trying to we're trying to reason yeah. with something that can't be reasoned with here. No. Okay. Um, Sadly, he's introduced. She, I can't, I think at this point, I think, but me personally, I'm going to get a few scenes mixed up in different orders, but she, she, on her way to Harlow, she ends up uh, where the car crash was. Yes. Yes. Despite not, this is the the timeline in this, the the time of day is very tricky to pin down because when, like we said, Dante and Melody go looking for the deed in the house, it goes from the middle of the day and then when you see certain shots of the through the windows, you're like, that is clearly nighttime. They shoot not light outside. Yeah. So and then when we we meet um, Sally, it's gone to nighttime within a second. Well, you that gets established. Re- that that bit actually made me laugh a bit when um, what scene was it? I think it happens back at the town. Oh, it's evening at Sally. It's sunset at Sally's place because the oh, sun yeah. is coming down through a barn. Yes, but a storm just appears. Oh, it, God, it appears yeah. when Leatherface is walking oh. away from the accident and that storm comes in quick. Oh, it that does. It comes in quick. And it that's basically no our night time. Oh, yeah. That that storm is basically our night time. Also, before we continue with what Sally gets up to, mm. <laughs> during the car crash scene, there's this weird... Uh, the only way I can describe it is a weird Teletubby bit where it's a <laughs> nice view of a load of sunflowers... And then oh, yeah. up pops Leatherface. And you're like, oh, it's Leatherface. And he's he just taking a dump. He's just been taking a dump. That That's the consensus I've seen throughout the, the reviews. He's just been taking a dump in the field. And the missus just laughed because we're like, oh, look at him. He looks, he looks quite cute, actually. He does, yeah. Oh. So, audience, if you haven't seen it, just visualize... A panning shot of a sunflower field, right, with the horizon in the distance, and then suddenly, you just see this head, even though it's a, ma- a mask, a skin mask, just pop up from about head height, just pop up, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it was so dumb. 
It was oh, so, so dumb. Stupid. But <laughs> this, this. Uh, no, I'll, I'll come back to this later because this is part of the the weird things that happen in this film. And I'll laugh too hard if I go on about it. But uh, so basically, Sally is yeah. As as Tom said, Sally finds her way to the the sunflower scene. And did you notice there was that weird bit with the torch? I don't know if that was intentional. Did you notice that? Uh, so she's go, she's go going through it. the sunflower field and she's got this torch on, and for some weird reason, she turns it off and turns it on again. It's like a weird one second thing, but she turns the torch on and off. And I was like, "Why have you done that?" It's very odd. That. Yeah, it's it's very quick. She turns the torch off and turns it on to give it to like do atmosphere. You know when um, it's kind of like the uh, like the Five Nights at Freddy's thing where your torch mm. runs out of power and you got to recharge yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird moment like that, and you're kind of like, okay, that's unless she accidentally just turned the torch off by mistake and quickly flipped it on again. But it's just a, it was just one of these weird moments. Okay. And right. she comes across the mum who Leatherface has obviously defaced, taken her face yeah, off, and has, yeah. I guess, posed her in the middle of the summer. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, it's Leatherface. It, he does this. He does pose a few people. Well, actually, no, does he? No, it, he doesn't. No, not really. No, but actually, I remember what it reminded me of. It reminded me of that weird bit, the stupid bit in Halloween Kills where Michael started posing his victims. Yeah, we, we, we actually, did we talk about that? We we, we may have done it on personal trying not time, to. yeah. But we, we, yeah, we talked about it when we were in a bar one day. Yeah, and it was a weird moment that you're like, they don't do this. We don't know why they're doing no. this. And she, she's kind of sitting on a hay barrel. He's got a. Post. Yeah. What? Why she would still be set up like that and not just collapse? Rigor mortis? I don't know. I don't know how dead bodies work. We like don't that. know. It's a weird moment. And Sally sees her and goes, "I fear no evil," and bolts it again. Still not knowing where Leatherface actually is. She's just running around aimlessly in the dark at this point, not Pretty understanding much. where he is. Um, so all these yeah, anyway. transitions from the crash, we, we we all we all head back to the town. And a lot the happens town, in this space of time, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it really does. And back at the town, Melody and Dante return to the orphanage um, while mm. or while Sally is traveling and whatnot. Yeah, Melody discovers the deed. Yeah, she this finds whole the deed. this whole deed subplot is really dull to me. It, it was it's, yeah, it's boring. It's not great. It's not great. Um, and they're realizing they were in the wrong. Yeah, so they've effectively forced Shocker. the woman out of the home, and they've 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 shocked a woman, or they've stressed a woman to death. Somehow, at this point, our good friend, your friend, my friend, everybody's friend, Leatherface returns to the <laughs> orphanage. Somehow, and, very quickly, um, very very quickly, silently and very quickly, attacks Dante. God, that bit annoyed me. With the door swinging, he picks oh, up a meat cleaver, yeah. slices Dante's face. Almost um, off. I mean, his jaw's almost missing. Yeah, and it's in a, it's in a, not a scene transition, but the the camera is focused on the door to the kitchen, and as it's swinging, you see behind the door in the kitchen, yeah, uh, the attack. Then the door swings again. He's turned around and walks out the door. It why it's that door weird... kept swinging? It was a bit weird. But so yeah. Dante collapsed on the floor. Uh, Melody hears the ruckus, comes downstairs, sees it, then goes to hide. Leatherface is yeah. looking for Melody. And at this point, here's an, here's the next part where I got really annoyed. The chainsaw in the wall. Yeah, I. Uh, we go back to the whole thing of the original film. We talked about well, this last just, time. The, oh, just on, before on, this no, moment, yeah. though, there is quite again. There's an we. I mean, why I do give credit to this film is they do try to show the softer side of Leatherface. So when Melody's hiding in the cupboard, 
He brings out one of her. I don't know how he doesn't notice her because mm. she's very obviously there. He brings out one of her dresses and you could tell that he is he's sad. Gin, she's Ginny's there. dresses. Ginny's, Ginny's, dresses. Ginny's dresses. And I sat there and I, you can see he is, I mean, Leatherface is probably the only human, apart from Ghostface, slasher there is. Yeah. He's the only human one. And it's showed a nice, the simple childlike side of him, um, which I thought was quite quite loving but anyway back to the chainsaw which i've no doubt we probably have the same problem with so the original film which we talked about last time he the chainsaw is like his sidekick yeah in a way he doesn't really use it that much but it's his sidekick and if this is again if this is the true sequel now the new true sequel Mm. why did he just decide no we i'm gonna i'm gonna put it away i'm gonna hide i'm gonna we're gonna lock it away in the wall yeah. I don't. I don't want to be associated with this anymore. Now, all of a sudden, <laughs> I need my chainsaw. Where is it? <sighs> why? Why now? Why yeah. now? He hasn't even interacted with these new influencers that have come in the bus. Yeah, he just probably walked past them. Yeah, it, there's nothing. He just takes it out, and that is now his tool. He, yeah. They have. A, he has an interaction with um, Melody in the house. Melody, uh, how does Melody get to the... Un- oh, that was it. Melody tries he to escape. Out, he? She, yeah. she tries to escape. At- hang on, I'm getting confused now. That's no, it. No, no, Sorry, hang on. Melody, go on. So, yeah, I think Leatherface comes in. So she's in the wardrobe. I think Leatherface then leaves. That's he it. goes out the room and she tries to get out, but she ends up stuck under the bed, which is when he then comes back in to get the chainsaw. Yes. Is this Yeah, because he's then John Wick in the wall to pieces, isn't he? Yes, because before she escapes, we have the bit with Richter. Yeah, which is one of my, which is one of the problems I had with this film. Ah, I've just remembered. Dante, face, yes. not looking Ripped too off. good. No, pretty. He's gonna need a dentist. Manages to stumble outside that orphanage while oh, Melody yeah. is hiding here. Oh, Richter sees God. this. Richter then goes back to the orphanage to see what the fuck is going on. While Melody yes. is hiding under the bed, Richter turns up. Richter fails in fighting Leatherface. Yeah. Big time. Well, Melody tries to give him a chance, even though... So she's hiding under the bed, mm. and she moves this mirror. She sticks her foot yes. out. So Leatherface is hiding behind the door at this point. And Melody sticks her foot out from under her hiding place mm-hmm. and moves the mirror to show Leatherface behind the door... Which, so if you're hiding see. for your life, you've just given away your position. Yeah. And it's much. obvious that he knows where she is. So she tries to warn Richter. He sees him and he goes to avoid it. And Leatherface just does his Leatherface. Oh, he destroys thing. him. He destroys him. Oh, yeah. He snaps his leg in half. He then, oh, that was brutal, that was. It, oh. they're, they're then having a tussle. Uh, they break a window. Leatherface grabs Richter's head, shoves it into a pane of glass. He's dead. Yeah. He's gone. i got to give it to Richter. Did... He managed to hold his own for a little bit. He did. Even fight. with a leg that was bent backwards, he oh, managed that, to hold his That own. was pretty gruesome. Yeah. At this point as well, Richter, I can't remember how he does it. He passes the keys to the bus to Melody, who's uh, under the bus. Or does he yeah. leave it? Does he just he leave the it key, inside of his body? Kind of like he kind of like puts him just on the floor. Yeah. So that she can grab him and escape. And then he has his, you know, his head smashed to pieces. Now at this point, I think is when I was getting a bit confused. I think Leatherface exits the room. Melody picks up the 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 keys to the bus. She's um, edging towards the stairs, turns around, yes. Leverface is there. Leverface, he knocks, he, 
he knocked her down the stairs. Like, I can't remember what he yeah. uses. Does he use a hammer? He throws, or... he throws that giant mallet thing into her. That's it. That he used to break the wall apart. He, he throws a mallet at her. She goes flying. Flying. Through oh, the, yeah. the floorboards at the bottom of the stairs. And she's in the sort of crawl space underneath the ground floor. Yeah. While she's there, she is crawling for her life. While oh, yeah. Leatherface has revved up the chainsaw and he's plowed the chainsaw into the ground floor, chasing her. Mm. How the hell he can see where she is through the floorboards while chasing her yeah. in a straight line, I'll never know. I mean, he's crawling in a straight reaction, line that he's chasing her. My, we again, we watched this mm. because I watched it with the missus, and we were watching a scene. I mean, give it props. I mean, for like escape scenarios, it's not too bad. It's pretty clever. Yeah. Um, but we were watching it, and like he has no idea where you are. He's chainsawing in a straight line. It's like literally just move to the side. The the yeah. crawl space she is in is it's huge. Pretty big. It's, it's under pretty big. a house, and you're like, just move to the side, and yeah. he has no idea where you are. And have you ever used a chainsaw before? Reason. I have, and they're pretty annoying to use. They are, and to go through wood that seems um, easy and quick. It's it's yeah. not possible. You don't just. It's not like going through bone like butter. <laughs> Especially using a chainsaw that's been hidden in a wall for fifty years. That this thing rusty would as not anything. work. No. It would not work in the slightest. No, unless well, he's been we... secretly getting out of the wall every now and then to polish it. We don't know how long it's been hidden for. Yeah, that's true. Actually, we have no yeah, idea. We're not told. We don't know why it's in the wall. We haven't been told anything. No. But yeah, it would. It just went straight through the floorboards and would just cut through it like anything. It also then went through straight through metal. Oh, went God, through the sewer it pipe. Did. You're which, right. Yes, it went through this weird metal pipe, and I was like, "Do you really need that bit?" And I was sitting there going, "You've just covered her in shit." Where I was like. Why? Yeah, that's never referenced one bit at yeah. all. Like, it's like, is he like going shit? to be able to smell like her? So he's like, oh, I can smell shit. She's around here somewhere. So but she manages to escape. Uh, she gets to the end of the crawl space and there's yep. like a, a grate in the wall where yeah. Lila finds her, pulls her out. Yep. And they end up on the party bus. So, the bus scene. This is yep. what we. This is what I wanted to get to. This is what we think we wanted to get to the most. Yeah, the bus scene is, for me, it was probably. The, I, I give it to the film. The kills were good. I give it to the film. The well, some of them. Some of them were a bit boring, but some of them you're like, okay, that's pretty creative. Um, and me and the missus did jump a few times, especially when like Richter's leg gets bent backwards, the cop's wrist comes off. We were like, okay, they're. They kind of getting some. They were a little bit creative. Yep, yep. But the bus scene. Now the bus scene only happens because the I think the main auction. One of the main there's a there's a lady that turns up with the auction bus, and she's with Richter when they find Dante. And so she sees yes. that he's had his face. You know, his face is off. I mean, he basically he dies after that. Dante dies after that. His face is off, and I don't know why. But she goes back to the bus, she gets on the bus, she sits down on the bus, and then she doesn't do anything. No. You've just witnessed a dude that you know has had his face ripped off, and you you just sit there and go, okay, cool. And you don't know and how or why, why he's no. had his face ripped off. I mean, obviously, they don't have the bus keys, but no. she doesn't say a thing to anyone. She just sits there and just nothing. And yet you'd be like, okay, this has just happened. We don't have the bus keys. Let's leave. Just leave. Mm-hmm. You would just, in a mass group, just leave the, the, the area. Yep. 
but it doesn't happen. And now at this point in time, the storm is in full effect. It's dark, and you can hear the chainsaw in the background. You know it's coming. Well, and Lila so, and Melody end up on the bus. Yeah, mine and Melody come running out. They get on the bus. They're screaming that he's coming. Uh, yeah, the driver and oh no, they give the driver the keys to drive the bus, and even he doesn't do anything. He just sits there, and you're like, these people are all stupid. I mean, and that's the thing that I got I got annoyed about is teens in horror movies are supposed to be slightly stupid yeah. because you know they're going to get killed, but the teens in this movie are just stupid because they then they're, they're written to do nothing. They have they literally bus driver gets handed the keys, bus driver does nothing. Yeah. And, you're like you've just been told that you've just yeah well, yeah one thing you've oh, seen this guy God. have his face his face carved up and now you've had two 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 young girls who are terrified, injured screaming injured one of them covered in shit which doesn't get mentioned yeah or sewage and he's like uh what's uh what's going on what's yeah going on out there? the bus driver gets out of the bus to see what's going on it's his head gets yeah silently. even though it's a chainsaw he gets silently decapitated. And there's no other sounds around. No. And His head gets chucked back in the bus. Uh, Leatherface oh. slowly enters the bus. And we and get the, the scene uh, of phones being pulled up. Yep. Starting Everyone to record. Instagram. Instagram or TikTok live streaming Leatherface uh, with a chainsaw. I hate this bit. And the, I, I believe the line is actually try anything and we're cancelling you bro yeah that is the that is the line because do you know what that's what i'd say if a guy with a skin mask <laughs> carrying a leather face covered in a leather sorry carrying a, carrying a chainsaw covered in blood came up to me i don't care if people believe oh this could be a funny gag touch me yeah touch me and i'll sue you i don't care it, if it's a funny gag this isn't funny we don't know what the fuck's going on i'm gonna get my phone out and start recording this because i'm yeah i'm a narcissistic oh, arsehole this, this dude's not gonna hurt me if you know with his chainsaw if i got him on camera it's like you're in the middle of nowhere. Like, no one knows where you are. But don't worry. And even if he hurts me, I've cancelled him. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> the world will know we've cancelled him. This, this is where this film really... This is where the film started to really bug the crap out of me. And I kid you not, I was more interested in my Mrs. Sims game at this point. Um, and I don't like to say... I don't play the Sims. <laughs> but... So... Now, this is where I truly looked at Leatherface and went, even though you've got a crap mask fucking go to town and yep. he does he goes to town on these teenagers i don't and... care about a single one of these no i quote, hated every single one of these guys no none of and... these none of these protagonists now are likable not single no one. they're all they're all horrible and literally he revs the chains are up i did this I is did a laugh. massacre it was, <laughs> i did laugh it's the guy who says touch me and we'll cancel you bro he gets chainsawed through the middle of his body he gets bisected yep. And if you look at his phone, his Instagram feed is, oh, this looks so real. Yeah, oh, this is definitely the fake. the comments. <laughs> and it's comment, And they're just like, oh, no, wait, is this actually real? And then, but the whole next bit of the scene is just, I give it to the, I give it to the writers and the special effects team. They got it right. They, this is the only film in which they really did do a, a chainsaw massacre. They went to, Leatherface goes ham on these people. I mean, there are limbs flying, blood is spraying, people are screaming. They're all getting crushed at the back. He's just having a good time. He's enjoying what he does. He, he's enjoying his job as a slasher. There's a great bit where he picks up a leg. He goes, looks at it and then throws it over his shoulder. And he keeps on going. The and... only thing I'll agree with that point is that there was a massacre. 
Oh, it was. The writing of it is horrendous because oh, yeah. this is the strongest bus I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's remarkably strong. You we can't, can't get break out the a windows. Win- no, you can't break those windows no matter what. Fuck it. And I'd rather punch a, a very... window than get killed by a chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> and let's bear in mind, this is a very old-fashioned bus. It's like a 1950s like it space old. futuristic bus-looking thing. It, it, yeah, it, it would old. not be modern windows. They would have been glass. Um, I didn't like the fact they squeezed in another dick joke where the dude gets the chainsaw through his nuts oh, and yeah. he's making the guy walk forward towards a girl and then he rams the chainsaw inside her at the same place and you're like... It's forcibly uh, uh, doing the, the penetration sort of... Yeah, it's like, ha, uh, you just got... Mo- you both just got yeah. yeah, you both just got literally fucked by a chainsaw. He does and, kind um, of do that in Texas Chainsaw 2. He, he implies oh, does he? that the chainsaw is his penis and he's doing thrusting motions with it. I mean, I, I can... Thought, yeah. Uh, I can kind of... Yeah. But either way, I was like, I don't watch this film to have dick jokes. Um, no. I did. I mean, finally, the the girl that, you know, got on this bus could have saved all their lives. Yet she said nothing. Yeah. M- manages to break a window at that point. And she does goes she? to climb out. Well, yeah she, yeah, she tries climbing out the window. Oh, my God. She does. She does yeah. break a w- the one window. Yes, it does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> one break. breakable window. And she gets cut in half. Um and then at this point in time, there's no one left on this bus. I think in this, literally this scene alone, this like short five minutes, he murders about 16 odd people. Yeah, at least. Um, and then he, he, uh, Melody and Lila are now hiding in a room at the back. I think it's a toilet. Yeah, it might be. It's a toilet. And they see the light, the skylight. So Melody gets Lila out of the skylight and she's reaching down to try and get her out. At which point Leatherface comes chainsawing through the door. And did you get the reference to the, that this film this scene was implying to another horror film not the shining yes it was the shining is that because pro- he changed yeah because well, no, he changed through the that door that was what it was but is that was that implied i have no idea but it's in such a way he changed through the door enough he then sticks his head in the same hole as johnny did in the shining and i was like that's the shining reference yeah it, um, it, I don't it was know very it was implied much implied in my mind but i don't know if it was intentionally implied yeah, I don't know if it's intentional, but it was. Here's a lever face, and I don't know how. I I only watched this literally. I watched this less than twelve hours ago, and twenty four hours ago, and I can't remember how she escapes. She gets out somehow. I don't know how Melody escapes. Um, how on earth does she escape? Uh, who who Melody? How yeah, how does she escape? Well, we actually get a subtle callback to the beginning of the film, which I don't believe we mentioned, but in the gas station right at the beginning. You, you said about how like they're selling uh, tourist items and uh, souvenirs for for the whole original Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre. Um, Lila buys a corkscrew, and the, oh, top yeah. of the corkscrew is a little model of a chainsaw. Yep. Melody uses that as a she attacks Leatherface with that, which helps her escape. So they get up top of the bus. They encounter Sally. Sally is there just in time. Oh yeah, Sally's rolling. They get town. in the car. Sally locks them in the car. Yes, Sally yeah, then goes on her hunt because she's been waiting for this for 50 years in case you weren't aware. <laughs> um, oh, no, she's this... been waiting for this 50 years so she goes on the hunt. <sighs> when she finds Leatherface back in the orphanage. It's so bad. Sally's been waiting. I don't know if I've mentioned this but Sally's been waiting for 50 years for this. So mm. when you've waited 50 years to kill this monster that terrorized you. Murdered you your that, friends that night, and your brother. Yeah and terrorized you on the night you will never forget for the rest of your life. You're going to stand there with a shotgun pointed to this monster oh, no. and have a conversation with him. Yeah. You're going to Bearing show him a mi- picture. Yeah. 
<laughs> I have that in my baffling, notes. Baffling, man. Absolutely yeah. baffling. My notes were literally, you waited 50 years to kill him, just kill him. You don't need to know why he did it. Just put the bullet in his head and be done with it. But it's it's the fact that, I mean, she talks to him as if he knows who she She actually asks him, goes, do you know who I am? Yep. And of course, why he, would he can't he? talk. He, he doesn't know how to talk. And he look, he keeps, she keeps looking at him going, say my name. Mm-hmm. And she keeps telling him. And it's weird, the fact that she shoots him with a shotgun. She clips him and she goes, now you remember, now you remember me. And yet you're like, in the first film, you were a teenager and you never shot him. So it's like, what part of this would trigger you? Plus over 50 years, if he's as simple as that, he's not going to remember you anyway. Why would he remember? And, Why would uh, he I don't. Yeah. The thing. I don't. I'm. This is the point. I must admit. Well, I. St- I was starting to check out. I'd paused it and gone. There's still 20 minutes of this film left, or whatever it was. And I was checking out at this point. I was way past done. I think this scene was worse than the bus scene, in my opinion. Yeah, they it were. They, had, they were douchey, awful, awful uh, young entrepreneurs with their 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 cancelling uh, quotes and whatnot. But this yeah. just was so nonsensical. It, yeah, because it made no sense. The end of this this short scene she just lets him get up and walk away oh she does doesn't she he just gets up and walk away and then at that the next point he's attacking melody and lila in sally's car yeah because (laughs) that's the thing is because i remember now because just before sally leaves the sisters she looks at melody and says you're the one he wants yeah and yet if that's if that's true if she's the only one that i mean Let's be honest. It was her and Dante that, you know, technically killed his adoptive mother. It was their fault. Very I would say, actually, it's yeah. probably Dante's fault. It's probably his douchebag fault. Yeah. Um, if, that's the, if that's the case, and let's bear in mind, he ignores Sally. He leaves her alone. Mm. He probably would have left Richter alone. Mm. If he's only after those two, then A, he shouldn't have gone after the party bus. He would have ignored them all. And oh, there's so many problems with this bloody film. <laughs> It's the fact that, yeah, you're like, she just lets him walk away. I'm like, just, just kill the man. Just shoot the damn you, man right now. You drove all this way to just let have a conversation with him and let him walk away. If she put the gun, the shotgun to the back of his head, blew his brains out, and it went, the end, I would have sat there gone, fine, done, okay. Fuck it. You want, you want some fun with this? You blow him in the legs. You, you shotgun yeah. him in the legs and you torture, torture him. Whatever, Sally. You're, you can go crazy. You can lose your mind and just go crazy and torture this guy. Bring out a meat hook and stick it through his shoulders. Fine anything anything than just standing there letting him walk away and he goes to attack sally and lila in the car sally then appears again oh sorry thank you you're doing it as well now i just don't care about them that's why yeah uh sally ends up helping them in the car by shooting leatherface this is when we think there's going to be the showdown i actually thought this was the end of the film i thought okay this is it it's not just you know spoiler um, and no, Leatherface goes on for still a bit later. Leatherface uh, gets his own back on Sally within yeah. a minute or so. It's very quick. He plunges the chainsaw into Sally's torso, and yeah. we're talking a chainsaw blade. The 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 I don't know what you call it. The holder that the blade goes round. The the I guess the, the casing. Me- the, the long metal part of the chainsaw that the blade goes round, that the chain goes round. Okay, we'll call it the, we're we'll talking call it the blade. About, talking probably about, it's about twenty centimeters high, maybe. Yeah, about it's that. big. It's a big chainsaw. So look at that. 
if you, listeners, look at your chest, okay? Right. 20 centimetre line going down the middle of your chest. You've got your stomach, you've got your li- all of that stuff. He plunges the chainsaw through her torso, lifts her up with it. The chainsaw oh, is, yeah, is, through, is through her torso, it's out her back. Blood is spurting everywhere. He's going to town her torso, flings her off into the garbage by the side of the road. And in my mind, she should be dead right there and then. Oh, yeah. There's no, no way no. she oh, no, no, no. survive that. He comes back in a bit. We'll come back to Sally. God, I hate this film. <laughs> I, oh, it's just i'm looking at the size of leatherface's chainsaw and the images it's huge yeah it's massive it's massive um and so yeah you know sally should be dead even though you know apparently while just after he's he's done he's done his business with sally melody and uh lila they get out they, the car somehow no even they though they're crashed, locked in. They, they crashed the car in not into Leatherface, he oh, throws it, the chainsaw at the car. Oh, yeah, he doesn't swerve or anything. She then crashes into Richter's garage. Yep. Here's here's another moment. She gets her leg impaled by some sort of uh, metal pole. Yeah, bar. bar thing. Lila then goes on the run to get away. She uh, Melody's basically employ uh, um, saying to saying to Lila, "Go, like we stay. You stay here. You try and help me." We're both going to die. You go try and survive. Just go. Yeah. So she does. Even though it's even though Melody is the one that Leatherface wants. By the way, just keep that yeah. in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lila ends up finding Sally. Yep. Now, am I remembering this right? When she finds Sally, does Sally load the shotgun for her? Yes, she does. She loads it with a with a. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So now, I don't know how much time has passed, but enough time has passed. It's been considerable amounts of minutes. It's probably been at least say, five, minutes, six minutes, five, ten minutes, ten minutes, five to ten minutes. Yeah. Now, bear in mind that now this chainsaw blade comes out the other side of Sally. Yeah. So her spine would have been severed as well at this point. There, and yet somehow she manages to cling on to life after ten minutes. Even though there will be a gigantic hole in her stomach and her torso, her so I, if I'm going to count this correctly, her stomach would be in pieces, Probably her ribcage be in pieces, her heart would have gone, her spine would have gone. She would have blacked out from the pain. She'd have, and or well, she would have been. She, she may have dead. even been dead before she got flung into the trash. Oh yeah, easily, and yet she still somehow manages to load a shotgun. Pass it on it, and talk. Talk, pass it on before succumbing to this, to her death. Which, let's face it, um, no, it's rubbish. That's That was one of my problems with this film was so many, like Dante and Sally are stupidly superhuman in their ability to cling on to life. Mm-hmm. They should not be possible. And it was only because they were like, we have to shoehorn the next final girl into the thing. I've just no, we've got it wrong. I've just remembered. Huh? I've just remembered. Okay, they crash into Richter's garage. Yeah. Early on, when Lila is having a hot heart with Richter, Richter shows yeah. her uh, the the machine gun he has. Yeah, the M sixty four. And that is where we get the school shooting. Yep. Shooting thing. Yeah. When she's crashed into the garage, she picks up the the machine gun. Which. 
the, uh, I, that scene was really weird, by the way, because literally it only been, what, a couple of minutes since she had to talk with Richter, and yet when her sister finds her, she comes out of the bathroom and she immediately goes, oh, so you slept with him. It's like, in two yeah, minutes. That was right, okay. You're, mm. Meaningless. Yeah, oh God. So many at the garage when they've crashed, Lila, Lila escapes, but she picks up Richter's gun. And she? she tries to shoot Leatherface, and it's empty. Because of Oh, on. yeah. That is when she's running... Sally then shoots Leatherface from the garbage pile. Oh, yeah. She and that's how she gets the shotgun. Sorry, I forgot about that bit. That's how Lila gets the shotgun. And she encourages Lila to run. Well, she encourages her to face her demons as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. Face your school shooting demons with this gun. With this giant shotgun that you probably don't know how to fire. That's, because oh, she that, states that earlier me. that she has no idea how to shoot a gun. Oh, but she knows how to hold this shotgun and use it. Oh, yeah. She knows how to sh- Yeah. Mm. Um, so, um, just... quick side note. A buddy of mine who watched this, I think I mentioned earlier, said that it would be a really dark, dark, dark premise. But a new Final Destination film based on the survivors of a school shooting. Oh. I mean, be- that's dark as, as fuck. But it's actually... Dark. But the fact that, that she says, yeah. um, she, she, she says like, yeah, evil has followed me here or the school shooting has followed oh, me yeah, here. Oh yeah, she said because that, she that's survived, where it got me that, following her. That's where it, it came into the question of death yeah. follows you in Final Destination. But anyway, I, I digress. We'll oh, talk about God. that when we do Final Destination. Oh man, we're so, um, we're so close to the end now. We're I know. So, so pretty much at this point in time, Sally, uh, not Sally, Lila, <laughs> well, Sally is dead at this point. She's actually dead at this point, even though I think I worked it out. She's Sally's only in this film for like ten minutes. She's not yeah. in this film. There's no She's point for her really to be in this not film. Referenced in this film, at all. Um, they could have just said, "Oh, what happened to the survivor, Sally? Oh, she left Texas. All right, cool, yeah. fine." Um, she has no. I realized the only reason she is there, the only reason she is in this film, is to drop off a shotgun. That is it. She's only there to yeah. bring in a shotgun yeah. that Lila picks up. She has no other point in this film. And as far as the marketing wise, the name Sally Hardesty isn't not really isn't well known. This franchise. It's it's not well, well it is it's synonymous, but it's not well known. Okay, yep. No, like Laurie, Laurie is well. <laughs> Laurie Strode is a well known horror character, final girl. Sydney Prescott, yeah. Ellen Ripley, Sally Hardesty is not a no well known final girl name. If she reappeared in, if she had come back throughout the series, maybe. But yes. Yeah, it was a one and done character. Um, but yeah, so I can't remember where Lyle is running around. She's I don't know where she runs to. She runs they, to some like underground building. They it's it's an abandoned it's just an abandoned building, I believe. I yeah, don't know if it's a some... specific type of building. No, she happens to have a um, just this this convenient not a puddle like a, a hole. Oh, the, ho- a, a this hole, in the floor, hole filled in the with floor. water just happens to be there yeah. filled with water. We're talking probably that's about a three by three meter hole. That's just filled with water. That's deep enough to sink into that you can't see anything. Yes. Um, yeah. So Lila's running there and Leatherface very cleverly tricks her. He puts his chainsaw down, which has been blasted by a shotgun at this point. So it shouldn't actually be working, but never mind. And he puts it by a statue. So Lila goes to th- where she thinks Leatherface is to kind of kill him. He's not there. So Leatherface tackles her out the way, knocks the shotgun flying, and then they fall into this water. Mm-hmm. Uh, at which point now this is where 
Leatherface somehow gains the ability to teleport. I don't know how. So Lila climbs out the puddle. This big-ass puddle. It's a big puddle. Big puddle. Leatherface climbs out as well. And as Lila is walking to get the shotgun, Leatherface is somehow teleported back to his chainsaw, mm-hmm. back to the spot in the puddle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as she, this is all while she's running away, so you know the time of this is screwed. He whips this chainsaw around and literally like bowling balls it down the floor perfectly into Lila's feet. So this chainsaw has hacked her feet with the blade. So she falls on the floor. And as Leatherface is just about to deliver the final killing blow, Melody has appeared. She's gotten the bar of a leg and is, I guess she's attempting to choke him, which is, which is quite a funny scene. He's flinging around at the back. Even though he has a chainsaw, he could literally just be like, dead. And I can't remember how he, he passed. She somehow gets the chainsaw out. I think Lyda shoots the chainsaw out of his hands. Yeah, Lyda shoots that and shoots him. Oh, yeah, she shoots him twice with a chainsaw. Yeah. She shoots him twice (laughs) with with a shotgun. So it stuns him, at which point Melody appears in a very Ellen Ripley-looking way. Oh, yeah, intense. But pause a second. Two things. Yep. We mentioned about guns, the shotgun. Yeah. It's a big shotgun. It's not oh, it's a single huge. barrel. How the hell she knows how to use it. And I don't care if I've seen it in films or I've seen it in TV shows. I know how to use a gun. You don't. A no. shotgun, that is so powerful. The the, the recoil on that. It would blow. She's yeah. a small girl, Lila. It would send her flying back and she'd probably oh, yeah. blow it in a different direction. That's one thing. The next point, Melody. We just mentioned about how the fact... Uh, she was in this crash. Yeah. She had her leg impaled badly. Oh, yeah. She was stuck she got out in of there. Car. She got out of there and made it over to this building really quickly. Yeah. And is able People to walk, to and, walk and do whatever. Fine. Well, it's ridiculous. That's, that's the other thing. Is literally not even like a minute or so ago mm. before Lila shoots him. She's just had her feet chainsawed. Yeah. She would not be standing. Mm-hmm. I don't... Oh, God... I don't get this stupid film. She's had her feet chainsawed, and yet she's standing up as if nothing has happened. Does, she, does, he, Lyla... actually, does he actually attack her feet? Well, yeah, because he trips her up with the chainsaw, so he throws the chainsaw oh, as okay. it's revolving, and it goes straight into her legs. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll rewatch it, but I'm fairly certain that is what happened. I don't want to rewatch this, actually. I'm not going to rewatch it. <laughs> <laughs> Screw that. And so Lila... No, Melody chins him with the chainsaw blade it is an uppercut isn't it it's a, yeah, it's a proper uppercut fair <laughs> play to her even though again it's a heavy chain i mean these chainsaws are big um yeah. it would take yeah so yeah she manages to chin this dude in the chin and he falls into this massive puddle and yeah. like sinks away at which point the two girls are like yeah we beat Leatherface," even though you're like this annoyed you? me so much towards the end because it's suddenly morning Oh yeah. Whereas all of this, all this felt like it happened within half hour, two minutes, half yeah. hour. Or I mean, everything within the bus, Sally turning up, Richter, the, Richter, the bus, everything. All the events feel like it happened within an hour max. Yeah, it happened way too quickly. At least in the original film, Sally is knocked unconscious. Yes. So she has no idea of time passing, which is how they explained it got got later in the day. This, yeah, pretty much it goes from the middle of the day to nighttime well no to a storm which then arrears in the morning yeah uh, yep. no i mean time has no there is no point in having to well no it has to be nighttime 
even oh, I don't know. The yeah, storm gonna, was gonna... not the storm clouds could not be that dark that it suddenly no, made it but... made it nighttime and darkness. Which is weird because if Sally doesn't arrive until nighttime, then because she finds the mother when it is pitch black. Yeah, yeah. Which would which and Leatherface pitch black in that field. Leatherface kills the teenagers literally a few minutes after the storm hits. Yeah. So yeah. time wise, these characters seem to get to locations way too quickly. Yeah, it's the Game of Thrones world. <laughs> yeah, they just jump around and, you know, no people are like, yeah, well, no one cares. And well, so Melody and Lila get back to their Tesla. This angered me so much. I know, this, this pissed I... me off. Lila somehow walking, even though she's got no feet at this point in time. And they get into the car and they put autopilot on. No, but at the same time, they're like, oh, we've done yeah. it. basically we've done it. We're fine. You'd be surrounded with... I also, Can... I noticed that the bus vanished. Uh, yeah, they had to get it off the set, probably. Yeah, yeah, the bus <laughs> somehow vanished, and yeah, they are remarkably happy. They're like, "Oh, we survived." Oh, you compare that on, that then. emotion to how Sally was escaping oh, Leatherface. Sally was wrecked after what they've gone through escaping Leatherface. They're like, "We did it. We did it." I yeah. should definitely tweet about this. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah, and which is funny, the fact that there's no signal anywhere in this town except when they need to. So again. This ultra smart Tesla machine somehow finds its sat nav signal in the middle of nowhere. And how does the autopilot follow the road when there's no road markings there? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> That's the only reason they have a, a feckin' Tesla is for this bloody part. It's probably because, yeah, they put the autopilot on, the car takes off really slowly, you know, and then suddenly speeds up all of a sudden. Yeah. And. Leatherface, of course, Leatherface is alive because, you know, yep. of course he's not dead. And he drags Melody out of the car and just hacks her head off. Yep. Which I thought was, which actually took me by surprise. I didn't think she was, I thought she was one of the final girls. Oh, I didn't care. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I don't like her character anyway. But I was like, oh, well, you know, there you go. And he, he you know, he slowly, you know, slices her head off and then holds it up as Lila is do is standing on the top of the sunroof you know, as this car is driving off, screaming, yeah. and I'm like, if you want to get out the car, just stop the car. You while know. he's just, he's he's dancing, while well, 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 we end the film with oh, yeah. Leatherface dancing with the chainsaw and Melody's head. Yeah. And I, that's I, how we of... end it. <laughs> oh, flipping heck. This film is a train wreck. <sighs> this film it is, is an it's absolute so bad. train wreck. Um, I, I, I can't even give it the... It's so I bad, just, it's good because it's no, a fun slasher. It's it's, it's nonsensical at times, yeah, for quite a lot of the times. The the acting is okay. The acting story is, not, like, is Richter dull. was the best character in this, and yeah. that's bad if you only have one character. Leatherface isn't even that good in this. No, I don't. I'm not a fan of his look. If I'm honest, no, his um, look was daft. I the plot, the whole um, investors with the deeds and the, the influencers, the plot, I. I wasn't interested one bit no. the effects I, yeah. were good at times yeah the, um, they, the, they the cinematic shots as well yes the, the, they were able to capture the, the you know the rural beauty of texas so well some of the shots in this film are amazing and mm. the colors are great mm -hmm. um the one thing i didn't notice which actually i i stopped myself bringing it up until now is when we talked about the Leatherface doing his weird Teletubby pop-up thing in the sunflower scene. Mm. Um, it's it's not actually 
it's actually a green screen. And the reason it's a green screen is because when he pops up, if you pause it, you can see the green screen outline around him. Amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah. When I found that out, I was like, how did you miss that in production? You missed the fact that there's an outline around him in this scene. Yeah. Um, which is really, really bad. But also this film went straight to Netflix. There was no, yes. they had a theatrical release and they scrapped it. Yeah. I think because they realized it was terrible. Yeah. It, it failed a lot of test screenings beforehand. With yeah. A lot of negative receptions. It, I, mean, I, can't, film, I can't recommend this film to people. No, I would not. I mean, I, even like my missus who, I mean, she'll watch, she'll, she does, if I want to do something horror related, she'll go along with me because she mainly just likes watching me scream a lot. She mm-hmm. finds it very funny. She doesn't watch horror films. And she sat there and she went, it feels like a really drawn out Thought Park Fright Night attraction. Yeah. It was super cheesy. You didn't care about any of the characters. And it, it was one of the fun, she... cheesy film. No, it was just bad. And it's the, the moment that killed me was the fact that on the description, it was slasher, gory, something. And then it had teen screen. Oh. And I was like, the second you put teen screen in, yeah. you know you've gone wrong. Oh, oh god i hate this film <laughs> i hated it as well man but like <sighs> i kind it's... of i went in with the expectation of yeah this wasn't we... going to be good because no, of the we... fact that that's been the reputation for the texas chainsaw massacre franchise for yeah. god knows how long now now we i we had a chat before we when we when we after the last episode when we had ghost with his leather face we did have a chat afterwards we did say look we know it's going to be bad we know that yeah but we made we said to each other, look, at least give it a shot. Oh, yeah, we have to go have, in we mutually. Have to. We, we tried, have to. And I tried to. It was just after the first four minutes, after that stupid first dick joke. Yeah. I just went. I I do not care. I what I tr- I tried to give it a bit, but the it's the fact that as it went on, I was like they're shoehorning in. Like I said, it was LGBT, racism, environmental issues, school shootings, so many real world issues, and I was like, please just. Just make a... I mean, if they had done a film where they're like, right, a ghost town has been put up for sale. Mm. And these people are going down there to try and sell the town. And if they had made a film where Leatherface is like, well, fuck that. This is my town. Yeah. And then they realize when they're trying to sell it that Leatherface is there and they have to try and escape. That would have been a much better film. Or... If they were trying to sell the orphanage and they got trapped yeah, in the orphanage. Alone. Just that alone. The orphanage. Yeah. yeah. If they got trapped in work. this big orphanage with Leatherface, I would have gone, that would have been a really, because that would be like an escape room type of film with Leatherface roaming around. Yeah. I thought that would have been a much better film it than just, it, whatever it was, they did here. You keep it simple. That's all it needed to be. Yeah. It needed to be a lot more simplified. And they didn't need to Halloween it up with the Sally. In, um, no. Sally that was at all. They did not need I mean, to do that. Yeah, her character was changed way too much. Yeah, and it's what I've just really I just noticed. One of my notes was, "Why did Richter have to die?" And well, I, yeah. when your best character is a side character, you've yeah. gone horrible. I mean, I give props to them. I give props to the, the everyone who worked on this film. You made a film. I don't. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I mean, don't. as someone who you know, as someone who wants to make horror films, yeah, I give them props. At least you made a film. 
But <laughs> it's that it's that meme of it Bart. It's that meme of Bart with the cake that says, "At least you tried." Yeah, at least you tried. <laughs> at least you tried. <laughs> the best part. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'll, you you go first. You go first. Go on. What I was gonna say, unfortunately, what I think they did was, is I saw a really funny cartoon picture, which was Jason Voorhees and. <laughs> Freddy Krueger hugging each other, saying, "It's all right. We'll get a remake soon too." And wow, the, look what unfortunately, again. they try. I didn't. What I thought I didn't like too much was the fact that every time they kept teasing Leatherface's actual face, yeah, in like clips. And I sat there and went, "They're doing what they did in Halloween remakes. They keep teasing his face." And I was like, "Don't show me his face. I don't care what he looks like." You show the subtle only... close-ups. Yeah, I was like, I don't care. I. I know who he is. Yeah. I don't need to see his face. Just get on with the film. And we already um, had the remake of Friday the 13th for Nightmare on Elm Street, and they were, yeah. they were awful. The only... We, I mean, we both said it. The only sequel... The only, well, the, for me, the only two sequels I've seen so far that have been any good is Scream 5 and the Chucky TV series. The Chucky yes. TV series is so good. Yeah. Because they, they scrapped... Mo- well, I mean, everything is any- actually no. That's the other thing. Child's Play franchise hasn't retconned anything. That's all. There's one another timeline. one. Yeah, there's another one. But they took what really worked in Child's Play, the first film, and went, "Just do that," mm-hmm. and they did, and mm-hmm. it worked really well. I love Child's Play. It's so good. The best part but- of this film to me was the post-credit yeah. scene. It's only about twenty seconds, I believe, and it is Leatherface yeah, walking towards. The original Sawyer House, oh, the original yeah. film. It's not that, here, like big it, distant shot. It's oh. about ninety percent close as they can get to it looking exactly like the same house as the original. Yeah, and I really appreciate that because in my mind, I'm like, I wish the whole film was just him there because yeah. that's it, we're basing it off that original house, not this made-up town Harlow and the orphanage that he apparently lived in. That's the Middle best part. Nowhere. Seeing Leatherface at his original house is what I wanted. Yeah. And I got I, I got twenty seconds out of this film that I loved. <laughs> I did like I did like the fact that in all the scenes where you see Leatherface walking, he's limping. And I liked that because at the end of the first film he chainsaws his own leg by he does, accident. Yeah. And I liked the fact that when they made this they went, Whatever you do, make sure he limps. Yeah. And they did it. They did. Um but I mean, my final thoughts about this film, I mean, it's a bad sequel. Mm-hmm. It, they shouldn't have made it. No. It was, no. They, they, they jumped on the bandwagon of Halloween, Scream, Child's Play, but they got it wrong. Yep. They, they, unfortunately, they were trying to make it, they were trying to take it such an iconic film that when it came out, the thing is, when nothing happens in this film, it's boring. Mm-hmm. In the original, when there's not much going on, it's still very tense. It's quite intense, yeah. Yeah, but with this one, nothing's happening. On. No, in this one, you're like, I don't care what you're doing. It's like, you know, and I think yeah. the problem with that is the fact that they made the teens so unlikable from the start. Oh, so unlikable, yeah. Whereas the teens in the first one, you really like them because you think, you know what, you're likable. I would hang out with you guys. I would not hang out with this new group of teens. Oh God, no, no, no. Because no, no, I would no. get so annoyed. Yeah, and yeah, completely. It. My thoughts were it was a bad sequel. It potentially sets up another sequel yeah. which i, I, I don't a real know if they will would feature lila i i don't, I don't know, I know think... if they will do it i know that they the direct garcia wants to do another one but i don't it think they'll get the money for if... 
it depends if the studio wants to make it. And I think the studio will be like, no, we, we got it wrong. Stop. No. And I, I, the, yeah, it, the missus and I both thought it just drags on. It's, yeah. I mean, the first film was only an hour and 20, but they cram in so much and they keep you engaged mm. with this one. We got to the 50 minute mark and we paused. I paused it to see where we were. And she turned around and went, oh, my God, are we only halfway through? Yeah. Because so much is just learning about halfway these characters. Through. This is only an hour and 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. So. You're more than halfway. Th- we were like 56 minutes. Yeah. And we were like, just come on, just ramp it up now. Yep. Or finish and off at that point. I, yeah, I don't really have much more to say on this film. It's, it's train wreck. But if, you, if you're new to the, the franchise, you wanted to get into the franchise. Don't start here. Only obviously start with the original the 1974 yes. always go to that that is a masterpiece in film not just horror in film yeah, it was. I would then if you want to venture into the others go to Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 it is a competent sequel it's a bit goofy it's a bit silly at times but it's a competent mm. sequel the others you really don't need to look into I would say a special mention to the remake do yes, check out the good. remake because it's one of the best remakes in my opinion and you can check out its prequel, but you could watch the remake as a standalone. The remake was that, good. I like that. That is about it for the whole franchise, if you mm-hmm. want to get your feel. Because I think new new people, um, new entry, new new people into this franchise will find mm. number three, a bit boring. Mm. Number four, just silly, stupid. Uh, Texas Chainsaw 3D, the, the, the fourth oh, yeah. recon, just a bad film. And this one, it's not good. A bad film. And then Leatherface, the other prequel, just, again, a bad film. You don't need to waste your time with it. No. It's, I wouldn't recommend, I mean, I wouldn't recommend this. Only. I mean, it's a short film. It's only an hour and 20. Yeah. But it's not worth I can't time. recommend it because no. it's not worth it. And it, it, unfortunately, it just, it failed to, they were trying to recapture what happened in the first film. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Scream did. I mean, but Scream Five did it well. I mean, effectively, they did a you're just great job. The first film again. They did a, they did they a did great a film. Job. This one, it just dropped the ball so much. And I looked at the the like the ratings for this. It's like two and a half on IMDb, and I think on Rotten Tomatoes, it's sitting at like thirty percent. Yeah, thirty percent. Um, no, this on is five point five point one on IMDb. Oh, okay, and it's. Yeah. It's a thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. Just because it's just, I oh, just don't waste your time with it. Unfortunately, I think to sum up, go watch the original. Yes, do check that out. Check that out is the original. The easiest way to sum up this film: go oh. watch the original, and that's it. Yeah. I think we're done with this film. We're yeah, done. I we're gonna put we're this done. to bed now. I... We're gonna done. We're gonna move on to something. In the near future, we'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna go hug my Leatherface Mezco doll and say I apologize to it. Yes, for whatever I'll this is with my ne- necker one as yeah. well. <laughs> so where you 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 can find uh, other episodes of this podcast um, yep. on many audio services such as Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Amazon slash Audible, and Podbean just by searching the, the Dreadcast. Oh yeah, and you'll find our previous episodes where so far we've pretty much gone into everything regarding Scream and the Leatherface yep. character himself. You can also yeah. find this podcast, the video version, on YouTube by just searching The Dreadcast, and that's on both our YouTube channels, which my, my YouTube channel myself is titled Gaming Grindhouse. Yourself is? Yourself is? Yep. 
You can find me at Tainted Souls on pretty much every social media platform, our Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. That's so do true. check me out there. Uh, my Yes, as I said, my YouTube channel is Gaming Grindhouse. Uh, my Twitch channel is Gaming Grindhouse. But on Twitter, which I think I said earlier, I am at Tom Grindhouse. Yes. And you'll be able to find there the Texas Chainsaw Massacre timeline. Oh, yes, do made, check that so you out. you can find that. Um, I'm not sure we can really say what we're doing next, the next episode. Oh, yeah. No, no yeah, we, we need to work on it. We're working on it. I think we've got something. I remember in my notes, something interesting. Yeah. But I think what we're going to do is we're going to plan it out. Because uh, obviously, more in a interesting few weeks' time. Yes, it's, yeah, yeah. It'll definitely be more interesting than this. Yeah. So until then, go watch the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, Do yes. not watch this film. No. <laughs>